I call upon all nations to do everything they can to stop these terrorist killers. Thank, Thank you. you. Now watch this drive. <laughs> M's have returned. The power of the sun in the palm of my hand. Green M&M got her boots back, but apparently is now a lesbian, maybe? And now that we climb the mountain, we get a name it. I think we should name it Shopify, because to be honest, I couldn't have done it without Shopify. We just conquered Shopify. And there's also a plus-sized, obese, purple M&M. Cyber is truly a joint warfare area. Information warfare is it right now. When the students first arrive here, we tell them, this is gonna be hard. It might be the hardest thing you've ever done in your life. I personally feel like if I'm not being challenged in life, then what's the point of doing what I'm doing? Now watch this drive. I sent you guys an Instagram coding post. That's a good one. It's been a minute. Floated on the screen right now for everybody. It's a multi-page okay. Instagram post. Yeah, this is, a, this is a bit of a book here, folks. <laughs> oh, really? What is it, so like the... five pages? <laughs> Instagram post, white background, black text, understand, in cursive, and then in big green letters, says, oops. Uh, oh, yes. Understand oops. With avatar. Understand oops with avatar. So there's a picture of a, I would say, a beautiful Navi feminine presenting. I, I think it's object-oriented Oriented programming. programming. Yeah, but what's but the plural? You there's more. There's multiple of them. <laughs> but it's capital S, so it's yeah. very confusing. <laughs> Page two, white background, male Navi posing sex, sexually, 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 <laughs> I really hit the ooh on that. Uh, and go. I don't know that I, I can't bring myself to believe that this is an actual screen grab from the film. Is there a video game? Because it, it kind of looks like a video game thing. I don't think there yeah. is an avatar video game. No. Well, well, he's hot. So that's all you need to know. And it does say relax. Fuck yeah, he is. Relax. No spoilers for part two. Keep scrolling. So this is good. In case you're worried that this coding post so this, is going to spoil. So this is just a spacer right here. This is just you know, yeah. filler. Yeah, padding out the content because and that's now, now they, 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 they scroll real quick, to the right when, once. Yeah. When, when you first sh share this, so I, I flipped through, and this is when it finally dawned on me. Oh, this is a this is a, co this is a code one. This is a program. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like yeah, oh, this is, got it. This is this <laughs> is just so they get more clicks with the back and forth. That's what yeah, this is. It's like a good. I, I like the, smart uh, yeah, the double, the double take farming. It's interesting to me because if you scroll to the right, you're already interested in learning oops with avatar, and so I don't think you need the content warning or like the the assurance because your swiping does tell me that you were not too worried about it. Anyways, now I am kind mm -hmm. of worried about. It. I'm afraid that they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna sneak it in on me. I did the the post doth protest too much about not spoiling Avatar two. So the third slide we're starting to get into programming title polymorphism H two the ability to exist in many forms. Jake solely existed as both sky people human and Navi Avatar. So you see that they're able to kind of share properties. Mm -hmm. They're they're able to be two things at once, potentially even more than one thing. So that's very interesting. That's good. So you know now. You're learning. Do you feel like you're learning object-oriented programming because you know that polymorphism relates to the way that Jake got in his avatar body? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. I totally Next get slide it now. Then. Next slide, then. Yeah. In yeah, that clears it up for me. I never knew. <laughs> I never understood polymorphism until I saw that. Yep. Inheritance. In fact, I didn't even know what polymorphism was a word until I saw this coding post. 
I, mean, I thought it was a Pokemon. Inheritance allows classes to inherit from parent class. Avatar. This, this is a pretty easy one. This like, one I have to admit. This one's an, really annoying to me. <laughs> Avatars are inheritance of Navi through Neural Link with few differences. No. <laughs> You're wrong. You're wrong on two counts. You're wrong about that being how the Avatar works in the film. Could uh, I, I've never actually seen Avatar. I know yeah. I'm a weirdo like that, but can't they? Couldn't they have gotten a better example? I mean, isn't there any children with parents? This, this is movie? also an example. <laughs> this is also an example of polymorphism. Yeah, it is. This it's is polymorphism. This, this <laughs> that's, that's what this is. This isn't actually inheritance. So it's it's it's, it's a at all. There's a tr- yeah, there's a tree, and there's you know you've got Jake, which is I guess the person, the thing representing the neural link, which is just when you pilot the Navi body. Which are the the fake Navi body, which I, if okay. memory serves, is both Avatar and a little human DNA. That's why they got the extra thingy. Uh, and a uh, finger. Please don't. <laughs> I didn't know what that was, so I I don't I don't want you to put that in there because that's very uwu culture, and I I now I'm worried that it won't come across as ironic. Uh, <laughs> which is you know fuck it, it's fine. I don't care. I'm very uh, confused, having never seen these movies. Yeah, and then it's basically a tree, and then you know they they share properties in their child okay. or whatever. Which cool, once again, it's fine. Yep. All yeah, right. fine, whatever. Inheritance, we're learning let's move a lot. On. Let's, let's go to three. Encapsulation finds data and code in one unit. AWA represents a real neural network connecting all plant and animal life of Pandora. Yeah, I don't know if this is really, I don't know. Is I, this really... The amount of work you have to do to make that make sense tells me that <laughs> maybe you should have started with a different metaphor. These are really bad metaphors. Yeah, the <laughs> first one was okay. The first one is fine, yeah. It was okay. Page four. Brandy, but Brandy, since you've never seen the movie, let me just let me just summarize it really quick, or just the idea that they're trying to get no across. No spoilers. Here. You've no, no spoilers. You've seen the Matrix, right? Yeah. You know how like Neo plugs in and then he's like in the Matrix? Well, just imagine if you plugged in, but you're not Neo in guy. the Matrix, you're a Navi. Yeah, I I, I, I kinda get like I've yeah. I've gathered enough just from my exposure to pop culture that it's like some sort of you are the per- like a glorified video game, but they're real people, it's, right? It's it's more like a persona, yeah. You're just a different okay. persona. The avatar to my it's not virtual though. It's not simulated. It's no, actually no, no. It's, your, avatars it's are okay. completely organic. They're grown. They just don't have consciousness. The consciousness is gained through the neural link. The, the neural link, yeah. Okay. Elon okay. Musk's All right. Cool. Neural. All right. Have we moved on to four? Round four. Abstraction. Right. Displaying only the important information, hiding the implementation part. This one actually, this is the closest one to being legit because this is probably the, also the easiest idea to. This is kind of the core of the movie, isn't it? All we need to know, I guess, as as the audience, is that the link button click and sky people are linked to their avatars. So that's the actual science of it. How it is on the right side, it says how it's done is is magic. Not every viewer wants to know it, but that's not object oriented programming, though, is it? That's just that's a different concept. This is a different concept from that. This is just the idea that you don't need to be in the weeds every time you're trying to do a, a, a common task. That you perform I mean, that's, that's, times. A, that's, a, that's a abstraction. I mean, it's like no, it's concrete. A, no, no, no. That's this a, is abstract. That's like, that, that's like an abstract class, concrete class. No, this is a decent, kind of if that's how they're saying it, like abstract class and stuff, if they're actually trying to connect it more to object-oriented programming through that instead of just the foundational programming concept of abstracting your code. This is a bad example then. Okay, so how it's done is a magic? And not every viewer wants well, yeah, to. Well, yeah. Look, I, I, like these, I, these we, aren't written by really native English on... speakers, Randy. Let's not pick on the grammar. 
If, okay. All right. Well, and also the, this is an interesting trick that posters will use. These uh, content farms will use. They'll intentionally say things weird so that people comment. Pedantic people comment on it, and they're like, "You, you, why is there an S in oop?" They just got Randy. Why is there no apostrophe in it? Well, it's good. I mean, is a magic like last side? Enough programming stuff. Yeah, already. We <laughs> we didn't even go it like, over. It went so really. fast. And then it asks a question. Pose a question. Who is your favorite character from Avatar 1? No space between Avatar and the number one. Also not the Jake. So interestingly, like, I I would have expected that this would have been a little more, I guess, relevant. Like, you know, it wouldn't have been from who's your favorite character from Avatar 1, you know? I mean, is Avatar 2 actually out yet? But they don't want people spoiling Avatar 2 in the comments. I mean, I guess, but, you know, okay. I think it's already made a billion dollars. I agree that this is the weirdest part of this post, Carl. I absolutely agree that the fact no, it's that not the weirdest. <laughs> I didn't say that. I'm just saying, the like, it's part of this post. It's kind of, it is kind of weird, isn't it? I mean, the no, whole thing's is. weird. Yeah, yeah. No, Avatar two though. Just a quick note: I was exposed to some TikTok critic or whatever, and he was like, "The movie's fantastic. All the critical reviews are just raving about this movie. Mm-hmm. It's already made all its money back. It's like one of the highest earning movies already, and it hasn't even Number left six. the theaters. No one is talking about it." Like, no regular folks are talking about this movie. It's amazing. You, am I not a regular folk? Have you seen I mean, it? What? Yes. Have you seen it in the theater? Yes. Okay. Yes. It was amazing. It's the first I've heard that you've seen it. It's the first I've heard you talk about it. This is the first I'm hearing of this. When did you see it? That's this is the first I'm hearing this. I saw it a few weeks ago. But the Yeah, this uh, is the first I've ever heard Drew talk about seeing Avatar 2. That's what I'm saying. It, because it, and I'm not trying that, to take anything away from the movie with that. No, I'm trying but to take it's kind of curious, from the, like because oh, like, it's not memeable. Like yeah, there's something it, that's it, that was his point. There's something weird about this movie that no one it, is it the spoilers? You is it, you don't is meme it like art. something that happens or you don't mean no, perfection? It's just, it's just that like it's such a good movie that you don't need to add the extra layer of like that's kind of what he was implying. Open sourcing yeah. it and grafting additional things onto it. Um, grafting or, additional things on it. Sometimes or, those things just happen organically, though. Uh, yeah, but everyone just kind of assumes that everyone already knows about Avatar. Organically, kind of like how you grow. No, no, no. Hold on. Are people? Hold on. I don't know what they're called. We can't. You Navi. can't. You can't start the Navi. Avatar Navi. conversation. I think it's Navi, actually. But uh, I, I, the, it's good. It's good. All right. Yeah. It's good. Uh, I'll, I'll watch it when it comes out on video. Okay, does anyone know uh, what the Trump card is on? Does anyone care? Yeah, uh, my card, I looked at it. My card is uh, worth, supposedly, $459.18. Are you kidding me? So it doubled in value since last week? Wow. All right, so the Elmon display is a giveaway. This is a pretty easy one for oh, you guys. that is Kendrick Lamar. Who's that? <laughs> you going to name the album? Or? Oh, it's Damn. That's called, that's, that's, okay, that's, damn that would be right, yep. Damn by Kendrick Lamar. The, the four letters that are, that are prominently displayed. What's your favorite track on that album? DNA. I know that's yeah. like the single, but I love that track. That is I love such the a drop good song. in that track. I love yeah. blasting that in my car when that drop hits it's and so good. scaring the shit out of my kid. It is so good. That whole <laughs> that, that album image is, is really good. Amazing. <laughs> it is. <laughs> the first time I showed it to him, he's like, "You got to hear this," and then he's like, mm, "Whatever." <laughs> Check this shit just, out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's such a good album. Honestly, I haven't I haven't really heard anything by Kendrick that I don't like. It's yeah, he's, I'm a big he's fan. great. He's great. I'm a big he's fan. just really good. 
I don't, the, do I don't know, know anything about the drama with him. Like, why why people are like the king? There's like this whole King Kendrick diss tracks and stuff like that. Do you know anything about that? No, I don't know any any rapper that's doing well. I think there's always diss tracks. Yeah, right? I think, said, I think he might have said something though, or he maybe may I know a lot of stuff about his most people. recent album has a lot of like people interpreting it as like anti-trans and stuff but i i, I don't think they're I think really it. listening to the lyrics you said the f word on it yeah and like that whole track about his what it's his aunt that you know what was was a man and and, and transitioned mm. but i mean the fact that he refers to her as her and his aunt i mean come on let's yeah people yeah, it, are, some people some inab- cultures are not consume is, art <laughs> like the yeah. It, it, it's you know being like taking intent out of it taking like any type of, it's just they they broke the ai content moderation tool in my head i mean just the fact that he's again referring to his aunt as his aunt i think he could probably put him safely in like the ally yeah you know space yeah you know no, i 100 percent agree with that yeah i mean the guy is like Born people that aren't Compton. supportive Born are and not. raised in Compton. Like, what do you want? Yeah. From yeah, that, people? That people that aren't is, supportive is are not doing that. They're not, they're not like, it, you know, using the proper, you know, or, or uh, preferred pronouns or mm-hmm. terms. They're not doing that. That's just, or dead naming just, and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's talk Speaking about furries. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about furries. All right. So you uh. may, listen. I, I certainly hope you've heard that the no-fly list has been hacked. Folks, check if you're on it. You're just kidding. You can't. It's a limited release. You can get it if you're a journalist or a researcher. If you haven't heard, what happened was somebody who we'll get into, they're incredible, <laughs> did find an exposed Jenkins server, which is a CICD server that people often self-host or often uh, leave exposed to the internet. And they were using a uh, tool called Shodan, which is a tool that a lot of hacker types will use to kind of scan and uh, search for these types of vulnerabilities. The most common search term currently, I believe, is the word WordPress. So the word what? WordPress. Of course it is. Of course it is. Uh, oh, yeah. So that's uh, stop using Most attacked content management system on the planet. Take note. Yeah, and who wants to learn PHP? Who wants to learn PHP? Not me. Uh, no, it's a messy language, but whatever. it's a dead language. It's basically Latin, <laughs> unless you use Laravel. Laravel, that's a good Laravel. That's yeah, that's good tech. They got in through this server and they found that they did not have super ultra access. You may have noticed that my face has turned almost completely pink, and that's because I pulled up the website that I was reading from earlier. Uh, this is the <laughs> this is the website of the hacker who did the hack. This is their more technical write-up there's also an entry in the in the daily dot who is the first reputable journalist to, to bite on this it seems like did you sync your leds to yeah it looks like they're <laughs> the not intentionally page. not intentionally but the I'm whole, in it. not only is your face pink but the whole room is pink listen carl when i'm in a topic i'm in it i'm all the way in it <laughs> the name that she goes by is maya she got into a check-in server that belonged to a regional airline out of ohio called commute air when she got in there she did not have like total root access to everything but she did have access to about 70 70 different build jobs i don't know if that's the actual number of repositories or she was able to get into a lot of build files so not i don't think the source code but the actual output files and from there she was able to find a lot of very interesting things one of them was 
AWS credentials that were just in a config file that was committed to one of the repositories that, that made its way through. And they were pretty high up credentials. She got access to all sorts of databases. And if she wanted to, probably the ability to change shit and move shit around. I'm downright shocked that the oh, it's incredible that any of these airports are using AWS, any sort of cloud-based server really? architecture. I'm not surprised. I am. You think that they'd be <laughs> older? I'm, I mean, well, with the United yeah. Airlines shit, you know, I don't know. They're apparently. I mean, on. I did, I did ECOTS training, uh, air traffic control, FAA training, and yeah, I'm shocked. Well, this I'm is what sure. they get for modernizing. But here's like, the thing, though, poorly. that this is being distributed probably by the United States government, so their access. I I would assume, you know, this is a centralized list that's distributed to each airline. I would think that that's what happens, but it's under seal or it's, you know, you have to have special certain creds or whatever to get in. How like amateur and rudimentary this stuff is, is really. That doesn't surprise me at all. Like just being able to scan through like the build files that were exposed in server and find credentials in there. Really cool. It just takes a little bit of patience, uh, which she actually mentions. Another surprise is that this hasn't leaked out prior because there's so many people that touch this type of stuff you know mm-hmm. yeah so well, many people will be exposed like three yeah. developers like it's a small it's an airline like it's a small regional yeah another thing is like why would an airline necessarily need access to this when it's really the responsibility of the tsa well so in this case getting to the actual no fly list so she gets more and more access she's realizing how much action she has more and more and she comes across a set of projects called no fly comparison and no fly comparison v2 uh, and she says that what these seem to be doing these projects is comparing the no fly list to their employee records and making sure that their employees have not found their way onto the no fly list oh so this is a whole other usage of the no fly list yeah this is for <clears throat> their just making sure employees. that there's no one infiltrating no no people doing uh black hattery and yeah. getting into their ranks yeah to do nefarious deeds oh interesting this is very interesting yeah i could totally yeah. see that yeah, yeah this, why why i could see <clears throat> that being kind of useful actually yeah this is beyond the tsa at this point these are airlines trying to make sure that they weed out the yeah. the, the bad ones yeah so i am interested yeah, or, to know if know, this maybe, is a maybe thing maybe that no they pilots or anything like that either mm-hmm. yeah i'm sure that this is something that they're mandated by the tsa to do but the Probably, tsa yeah. does not offer a, a, a solution to do this yeah, if so you're on have, the no-fly list, you can't work for an airline. Yeah, Even there, if it's it seems in some like, ad, admin capacity, you just but this can't because you'd have access to too many they're, things. They're pushing the responsibility of that check onto the airlines themselves. Oh, God, yeah. that's That doesn't surprise me at all. So <laughs> this is this is Commute Air out of Ohio's solution, uh, is to just apparently have a server that you can store the no-fly list, the competition no-fly list, in an S3 bucket, the creds for which you have committed to a repository that is exposed I mean, FDA approval is up to, like, Pfizer, you know? Like, it's the companies themselves that make sure the drugs are safe. You know, they're yeah, the so ones who are responsible a, for paying and testing Once again, an incredible example yeah. of how great that that works. Yeah, uh, it's just absurd how much we put on corporations and just kind of, like, trust them to do the thing. You know, it's just absurd. She got into that project, and it seemed she got kind of discouraged because she didn't think that she'd be actually able to find it because poking around in the folders, they didn't seem to have the actual files there. They mm-hmm. were being deleted after the comparison, which that's good practice. She did, yeah. however, find a test folder. And would you believe that the test data or the test they were running that they also committed to the repository was the actual no-fly list from 2018? That's great. It's amazing. That's great. It's absolutely yeah. that is such a specific and 
relatable thing to mm-hmm. see happen because you yeah. hear about that shit all the time. You hear about companies who to seed your local database, they just give you live data that includes PII. Oh, yeah. Insane. There's jokes so, about that. Like yeah. I, I, I saw a TikTok video, these two developers messing around and working on some app and they were given customer data and it's like, we can't use this. It's that, that guy, uh, he always does like the CEO. He always does the Elon Musk impression. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's like, we can't work on this, but it's so beautiful. Real user data. It's so beautiful. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's so varied and complex. <laughs> it has typos yeah. and it has. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's the best thing we could possibly work with. It's like, it's illegal to work with this. <laughs> the, the forbidden test data is prediction. Yeah, is production exactly. data. Is it just a table dump? For but it does look beautiful. Yeah, it's, that is nice. That yeah. Is nice. So, so good, yeah. good on, good on Mia. Mia, Maya, Maya, Maya is what she goes by, and she, um, and I just getting down to so she, yeah, she found a few years old version of the no fly list, so she reported it to the journalist who then reported it to you know commute air. So nothing was published until they were able to get it taken down, but better fucking believe that she kept the no fly list, yeah, and awesome. uh, that she is making it available by request through partnership, I think, with another organization to researchers and journalists. I guess, and like, why, why though? Because she's awesome? No, I mean... she fucking kicks ass? No, 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 no. Like, like, what do you, why does she, she bury it? Because the no-fly list is bad. Why? It's racist. Yeah. I mean, it and could data, be racist. I mean, well, it the could data, be racist. The data racist. So, so the Daily it, Dot, which had which is an article that I also sent you, which you clearly did not read. I did, no, I read it. I just, <laughs> I, I'm just saying, like, so many people are on no-fly lists. It doesn't... I mean, I, I could totally see there's a bias towards, obviously, probably... Uh, this, is an know, ex- this is extremely whatnot, but... this is extremely important data for researchers and for journalists because it helps us understand something that has largely been opaque for us for a long time, which is because we know it exists, but this yeah this is nothing like this has ever been seen. So we're actually seeing what kind of stuff goes on there, and of course, there's people that you don't want on a plane, right? Like that's for sure. Yeah. Um, but looking at the actual data, it seems like it's uh, mostly not if you can believe it, white people that are on the no-fly list. It's mostly people of Arabic descent, uh, Arabic yeah. Middle Eastern descent, and uh, people of, of Russian descent. Yeah, I Which I guess those, those are white people. But it's, you know what I mean. It's like these very, we have yeah. very specific, like, targeted. And there's somebody on it that is as young as eight years old. Oh so it's probably God. like a, a child of, of someone. Yeah. Maybe. Who knows? Who fucking knows? We don't know because it's completely obscured from us. To an extremely less degree, this is the type of action that Edward Snowden did. Uh, obviously, Edward Snowden yeah. did way more, you know, with, with, yeah, I with guess his I leaks and his NSA leaks. But this type of stuff is a worthwhile effort to expose, to make transparent what is being obscured from us. Yeah, what, what is so, the problem with making this public? Exactly. Like, so I we got, have a no-fly list. I guess my, like, my Why shouldn't issue, we be able to identify? It, especially you're saying if, that's like, a dangerous this, person. Then why shouldn't I? Also Especially know? in this in this yeah in this age of like you go to the airport and you're like if you see a suspicious blah 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 my, blah blah it's like reason, well why don't we just have a no fly like give me give me the names give me the faces let my, me let me recognize these my people. My main like, reason myself. would be that if if the if the no fly list was public, then those that are on the no fly list would then know about it you know yeah. and maybe and maybe maybe there's you don't want them to know about it for some why? whatever reason because I don't then want not, them to. Because then they're not going to go to an airport at all. Whereas, in if that's they great, but but if they did go to the airport, they maybe win, they, win. They could be, maybe they could be apprehended if they needed to be. 
Nope, I don't, I don't even want them to enter. No, man. I'm just I, I don't think that yeah, all you trust the fucking TSA need... to catch that shit. <laughs> I no. just don't think that all information needs to be public all the time. I'm not saying that there, like there's a that a lot. But this of is this is the thing. Needs to be. How do we? I, just, no I don't think list? something like this needs to be public. I also don't think that the average person is going to study the no fly list to the point where they're going to be like, oh, there's the guy on the no fly list. So here's they're another here's another that. thing that's very interesting. Here's another thing that is very interesting. How many people do you think are on that list? I mean, I'd probably I don't know, say ten thousand. Yeah, I'd probably say like a couple. Well, yeah, either thousands or mm-hmm. hundreds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's how many people you think are on the no fly list. I mean, it's probably like a hundred. It's way higher than that. I know. I, I read it. Okay. Yeah. I want to tell you what we've been told estimates by the government, which is that the no fly list had eighty-one thousand people on it. No more than that, as of twenty sixteen. And uh, this list, it is a lot of people. The actual number is one point nine million. Exactly. Yeah, but crazy. How, but how many of those people like could, do they update the list when people die? How many of those people don't deserve to be on the list, Carl? Oh. That's why it needs to be public. I mean, how many? How many more deserve to be on the list? I don't fucking know. I'm just. This is the the only way that you could fight against this, though, and the abuse of this is system by, is by knowing is by exposing it. Yeah. yeah. The question is not are they doing a good job. The question is why don't we get to know about what you're doing? Exactly. And like, why do I trust these fucking people? And don't get me wrong. I, th- I do too. think some government secrets are probably worthwhile to keep, like some clandestine things or, you know, things that like nuclear. Yeah, but codes that's all. That's all you. case case by case basis yeah. with proper like oversight and regulation, which is not what we have. But something like this is literally so so easy to abuse. Like yeah, you could have a- somebody working for the TSA high up in the TSA that puts their ex wife on the no fly list just because they want to be a dick. Yeah. Well, and think about how many like pro- you could put protesters on it, prevent them from oh, yeah, you know, yeah. like being able to organize cross country. Like you can. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. And and why wouldn't they fucking do that? And union fact, organizers. Yeah. 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 No any, doubt about any, it. It is a dangerous tool that they have, and I don't even know how long has it even existed. Uh, probably since the Department of Homeland Security started. So yeah. you think you think two thousand one? I'd say it would be a earlier than that. oh yeah well the no-fly list in general i think has existed for a long time yeah probably since the airlines probably since the 60s mm-hmm. but i think it's probably really grew after you know yeah but uh, that's that's where i was where i was going with the the number of of entries that are on it i what, doubt people get removed i doubt it's curated <clears throat> the no yeah, fly it list, should be though the no-fly list was a consequence of 9-11 Okay, uh, there was no, there's nothing before that? Before the attacks of September 11th, 2001, the U.S. federal government had a list of 16 people deemed no transport yeah. because they presented a specific known or suspected threat to aviation. But it should be curated because I have heard stories of people being put on this list in an unfair way and then trying to fight to get off and there was no, like no mechanism to remove yourself. Because yeah, you're not thing. even allowed to know you're fucking on it. Yeah. Well, Without, just, unless you, unless well, you're suspicious you, that they were. Until you're, you know, until you're apprehended at the airport. Yeah, you know you're on it when you don't get to get on a plane. That's yeah. The, the TSA turned them away. <laughs> that's still no like it's this extremely they, they couldn't share any reason. Yeah, that severely limits freedom of movement without due process or due cause. It limits mm-hmm. one of your what is easily a constitutional right. It does it completely under the hood of darkness, and it's only been going on for twenty years in the aftermath. Of, yeah, but the uh, yeah, but gets, the, the list. You know, I, I understand where you're coming from with the due process thing, and yes, I'm sure a large portion of the people on that list that that applies to, but. There are a lot of people on that list that it doesn't apply to. Not that it shouldn't. I would say there's probably at least at least sixteen of that's one point six million. There's there's a lot of there's a at bit of a minority one. report. There's at least sixteen. Of. There's at least sixteen of the one point six million. At least <laughs> there's one. There's a bit of a minority thousand. report yeah. approach to this, which is a lot of people that make this list 
are presumed guilty before they've actually even committed a crime. Yeah. And that's kind of a, that's a messed up way, especially in a country that's supposed to have due process and supposed to, you know, innocent until proven guilty, Yeah, you know, and stuff like that. It's, it's a weird can, thing. Yeah, yeah can I mean, but there are no drive drugs? list that's secret. Yeah, but there are, there are, I'm sure there's a lot of people on that list that are like, you know, known to be Al-Qaeda members or something like that, you know, stuff like that. You know, I'm, I'm not saying that it's the majority. I'm just saying that there probably are. You know, obviously, I, I agree with you, though, as far as like the mechanisms and whatnot and not knowing if you're on it until like basically you can't get on a plane. You can't fight it if you're wrongfully put on there. Mm-hmm. You have no idea what the reason is that you're put on there. Like, obviously, that that those are problems. Even the Al-Qaeda people, though, this is this is I'm not going to get any fans whatsoever. <clears throat> what i'm about to say but you got you'll keep me 16 year old kid mm-hmm. gets pulled into the the cult of al-qaeda because mm-hmm. his father was blown because an fbi agent American sent him or sent whatever. him a cold message on instagram <sighs> or that yeah the recruitment or what have you are we hoping to help these people are we hoping to deprogram these 12 year old kids that are picking up ak-47s or whatever or are we just dooming them to that's it you're you're gonna end up blowing something up or killing. i mean i would say like as a country we're dooming them yeah that's what i mean and that our approach to that is like before you even have a chance to do anything and this is true in like almost any enemy combatant where we have mm-hmm. the, like child soldiers in you know, south africa or whatever and we just doom them it's the same thing with how the anti-woke thing i can see where they're coming from in some ways like in my community in some of the facebook groups how they pounce on some right-leaning person for saying something that might be deemed incorrect or non-pc or whatever and they just destroy this person and they start calling their employer because they said something leaning toward racist or whatever it's like where do you think that person's gonna go after that experience yeah they're gonna be radicalized they're gonna be like fucking crazy (laughs) they're gonna be because they're gonna like kyle rittenhouse they're gonna run into the arms of the embrace of the alt-right and just be absolutely nuts it's the same thing with like these terrorist cells and what have you Mm -hmm. and i'm not saying that we should tolerate intolerance and all that stuff and i know that's a slippery slope and i know like that's how you introduce fascism and stuff but there there's a difference we should consider this we should be mindful of these these types of things if there's somebody that you assume is not doing it intentionally. Like there's a certain point where it's like, okay, you're irredeemable and you're just a piece of shit and nothing. Like I can't win you over. So I'm going to opt to ignore you or fuck with you. And, like some pet smarts employees. Yeah. And uh, then there's people that are fucking stupid. They're not aware of certain things. Sure. They've got the same biases and shit that we like all some have. Pet smart employees. Yeah. <laughs> but exactly. mostly, mostly those people are fundamentally apolitical like they they play the sports ball politics of it but they don't have like a coherent ideology and what i I see that as a blank canvas you can paint on it a masterpiece but if you kick it if you kick the canvas then it's gonna be garbage forever that's not true artist objective it could you could actually put that up and someone might love it the uh the son of the founder of stormfront that website the neo-nazi website fascist neo-nazi website yeah he went to a, a really good state university and he got indoctrinated. He's, he's now a liberal. 
Yeah, it's like these people facts, are not done for. Logic, I mean, this baby. guy was raised with the founder of Stormfront. <laughs> like facts his dad was a straight up Nazi, like not even running away from the term. He was like, I'm a fucking Nazi, you know, and yeah. he went like all the way until he was, you know, 17, 18 years old. And then he went away to college and totally brain, tr- changed but... his mind. There's there's this um, really long, I think it was a Radiolab podcast episode or whatever about th- that very story. And it was, it's so fascinating. Yeah, I would, like, love to, I would love to hear like that whole process. Or he's like, hear, I met my, my roommate. I think his roommate was a black guy. And he's like, I hated him right off the bat because he's black. And then all of a sudden he's like, invited me to parties. No one else was. I was like, oh, maybe this guy isn't so bad. And then he started having <laughs> conversations. And before you know it, within like a year or two, he completely transformed his entire perspective of the world because these guys he, aren't. Because he know, experienced all the, the people world. he's meeting. Yeah, he's like, these people aren't evil at all. My dad is full of shit. <laughs> yeah. My dad and all his friends, because that was like his entire world until yeah. he was like 17, 18. Was, I was, I was yeah. raised in a very conservative, evangelical, Republican, right-wing household. And it wasn't really until high school that I started being like, well, wait a minute, hold on. <laughs> this isn't, this is a, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of contradictions in this, in this shit. Uh, no, what were we talking about? Uh, we were talking about the uh, furries. Maya is also a member of the furry community. I didn't realize how much of a stronghold the furry community had made in tech. Big tech, small tech, every tech. White hat, black hat, black cat, white cat. Like all, all of the the different the different verticals. First of all, can we become furries? And what would your persona be? I don't think it's for me. But if you had a gun to your head. Gun to my head. I mean, obviously, if the gun's to my head, I'll, I'll do it, but I don't know. Here's, here, my the honest opinion, be? though, wouldn't, wouldn't that be hot? What would my animal be? <laughs> like, it's very thing. it's very hot. I don't know. Maybe like a fox or something like that. I could see it. 100%. Yeah, red what would fox, your name, what fox. would your, like, persona name be? I mean, red it'd fox. probably just be my, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna dox myself here, but my, uh, it would be, it'd be Ginger Fox? Me. Yeah, probably something like that. Yeah. Hell yeah. Randy. I doxed him. Yeah, thank you, Randy. We have a video <sighs> version. Now. They know. Um, I have a penchant for birds. Is there bird furries? Is that a thing? Probably, right? They're not they're, really furry, though. They're called featheries. Yeah. I mean, whatever, though. I mean, it's animals, so. I think why, it's generally why are you guys mammal. taking this away from me? Why are you taking this you away from me? You can be whatever you want, Randy. You're right. Just be whatever peregrine you want. falcon. A peregrine that's cool falcon. That's, yeah. that's cool as shit. That's pretty cool. What about you, Drew? Oh, that's not really for me. Drew's a minpin. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I'd probably be a mimpin. That's for sure. And my name yeah, would be, be um, perfect. Parson. <laughs> Parson. It, the, Drew, you're saying like it, it kind of surprises you. It doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, with the the overlap of kind of geek culture, quote yeah. unquote, with comic books and video games yep. and furries and, and everything and tech, it's it's all one big mixing pot. Yeah, there was a there used to be this um, mixing pot. There used to be this flow chart on the internet probably still exists i mean it's on the internet it still exists that flow chart of how nerdy you are you know mm-hmm. it, it starts at watching a show then it goes into like writing writing fanfic for a show then it's cosplay and then like cosplay is one step away from furry to randy's point you know it's all in that nerddom you know yeah. <laughs> it doesn't surprise me and, and most of those types of people are are you know pretty pretty into tech i would say the break for me or the the line of demarcation to me is people who 
don't just consume content, but create content as well. And furries are like falling squarely in the create and consume yeah. mm-hmm. category. I mean, they're, they're creating their characters. They're, they're, they're part of the content creation, yep. you know, and that just invites like a mind that would be, you know, in involved in tech and whatever. I also feel that like since the internet, you know, the beginning days of the internet or chat rooms, right. The early days of chat rooms and stuff that would be somewhat of a lonely existence, you know, mm-hmm. I feel for the most part. So yeah. getting into the computer scene and being able to find like-minded individuals through chat rooms and forums or video games and stuff like that lends itself to that tech mindset as well. Just the fact that you navigated into that that forum you know now what i what i will say that i found very surprising and i'm actually i'm extremely happy to hear is how accepting a lot of these companies that have you know furry communities or or a lot of furry members are you know i've seen they're all laid off though just recently Sure. I was, but I was reading that article and it was... Yeah, an activist investor about... sent, an, sent the letter to Sundar. <laughs> yeah. He said, they're you like, got to fire all these furries. They freak me out. I don't know. I don't like it. Especially those guys. Yeah. Yeah. But the fact that in the article, at least one, I think it was the one or two, are able to wear their, mm-hmm. you know, their cost. I don't know if it's still costume. Is it still, is it so still called it? Yeah. Is it fur called suit. a costume? It's a fursuit. If the fursuit, if the you know, they're allowed to wear that at work. And I, you know, and they don't get any gripe about it, you know, I think is, is really cool. I think that's pretty accepting, you know, which is, which is awesome. I feel like if there was more of that for everything, you know. Do you think that counts as business casual? No. It's smart business. I'm casual. honestly, you know, to, to be completely honest, though, obviously the company itself is accepting, you know, because they probably because they have to be right. They don't want to get sued <laughs> for, for something. Well, that there's, there's, these people are doing labor and they're like, sure, oh, whatever. I... <laughs> but there's still, there's still people over there that are, that probably like are disgusted by this kind of stuff. Right. Like other employees. Oh, yeah. And, and what that is rules, surprising... that's awesome to think about. It's no. really funny. No, but listen, people but, just but... angrily fuming because they're, they're sitting, they have to sit next to a, a well, I'm, I'm going to take this, I'm going to take this one step further. And, and there's people that are so mad that I'm, I'm really surprised that there haven't been any like weird lawsuits about how there's naked animals you know at you know sitting in the office like why don't these why don't these anthropomorphic animals have to wear pants how yep. come like how come they don't have to wear a suit and a tie god you just you know? gave them the idea i know probably. right you just gave me the idea i know no, i'm just a... i'm just curious like has that has, that, has that happened Take that to court. that's I'll gonna be, be the next uh that's gonna be the next uh baker or uh website yeah. designer that i'm gonna be the defense here gay. Because and I'm not, try, I'm not trying. Wait, you I'm can put on a fursuit at any time. Yeah, you I'm also have trying, access to this privilege. Yeah, but I'm not. Try, I'm not trying to make light of the situation or anything like that. But seriously, there are there's like weird it's funny. people. I don't. It is funny, but there's weird people with like weird thought processes like like that. And if we're supposed to be equal in the in the office environment, right? Like we've we've had silly arguments about like how come men can't wear sandals but girls can, you know, mm-hmm. women can. You know, um, or we've had very, we've had these shorts things versus company, skirts or shorts versus skirts, or, mm-hmm. you know, you can't wear sleeveless shirts, but you know, women can wear like tank fur tops is, or dresses. So, you know, the fur and, suit is clothes, your honor, just fur is I'm just saying that there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, things that they put in handbooks to try and make things as equal as possible. Like, I mean, we actually got a lot of updates to our handbook because of that. So I could see somebody making an argument like how come this guy gets to make a person gets to, you know, wear this fursuit and I have to wear a suit and a tie or I have to you wear, can also wear the fursuit. You can also wear the fursuit. Suit. 
Yeah, I know. We I'm can't just wear fur suits though because it aggravates the dogs at PetSmart. Yeah. Either way, yeah. I'm really, I, I'm, real, I'd real really quick. be surprised I'm, if if something like that hasn't been brought up to like HR. And if I, like, what would HR? It's probably how, not. How can you imagine HR's response to that? They're like, yeah, uh, I have a problem with uh, Kiki Fun Pants. Um, <laughs> it's probably not prevalent enough to really no, have but that. Can you imagine? Yet, can you imagine but... the discussion though? Like, and what is your problem? Yeah, how come they can just walk around in a fur costume with no pants on? Like, would you would you rather they had pants on? Well, really, I'd rather they just didn't wear the fur suit. Exactly. But if they have to wear the fur suit, can't they at least put pants on? Are they as accepting of a fur suit if it has anatomy? If it has like genitalia, are they that accepting? Or is that like if you put? You're saying if you if they if they put if they put like a like if they put like a dog cock on it. Like if you're it's a dog, that's if they put knots on the first suit. So you're like a like a I mean, if, you're, if you're trying to be anatomically somewhat correct. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm, all right. I'm, being I'm not trying to pick correct. on it. I'm just curious. Like, there's so many know. questions I, I have. Know, I you know, know. there were questions. I don't know any furries. I I really don't. I I I'm only sure know. You do. I I'm yeah. Sure I know. Do. I know of one, but I haven't had the to- the discussions with them. We do slash voicemail. Let's uh, let's bring them on. Come on, give us some uh, give us some furry content. No, it's interesting to me. And like I said, to, to go back to what I originally said, said I, I'm really glad that these big tech companies are as accepting as they are about it. I do I do wish that more companies were more accepting about it. And honestly, if, if a company like Microsoft or Google can allow someone to come in in a furry outfit and work and code and do stuff, why can't any of these other companies? They like, might be able to. It just, I don't eh, think it's the percentage. I don't think, I don't think, there. I, don't I don't think Kroger's allowing anybody, any, I don't think Kroger's hiring yeah, any furry, okay. furry Good bag point. people Good point. or bag, yeah. bag. Animals. I don't know. What's, I think this might be term? an Airbud. This might be an Airbud situation. Show me no. the rules. Show me. <laughs> I just don't think anyone's tried it. The NBA doesn't allow mascots to play. Okay. Come on. Like, it's because just, they're, they're all bad, but if, well, I mean, if halftime, they are not bad. What they do flips and a stuff. lot of them are good. I meant, I meant like my, I meant Michael Jackson bad. Oh, I'm just I'm just saying like you know there's big there's big Thank corporations you. that could definitely allow it and they and and they're not really doing anything about it. Let's move on. We can move on. I feel yeah. like we're we're having to cut a bunch of this, so maybe we should just try to stretch and do the Tesla article. I'm gonna be honest with you, that is the most boring fucking article I've read in a long time. That's you're not, not seeing that you're not seeing its potential. Like what's the, the, what's so exciting about it? It's not it's, exciting. Okay, Elon Musk's shit like there's is, is doing is do yeah, Elon Musk's shit is doing worse than than he says it is. No kidding. No, but there's specific No, I think there's fun. well well beyond Elon Musk though. That article as far as like automated driving, you know, driverless technology and stuff like that. The article doesn't even touch on the fact that all of this talk, all of this uh fully automated vehicles, autopilot and what have you doesn't cover the fact that we already have this with trains. Like, why are we doing all this? Like this helping mankind and the utilitarian approach. And Because people and like their cars, Randy. It's a crock of shit. People no. love public transit. If you... You can't get a you, train from your house to, yeah, you to the could. grocery yeah, store. Yeah, you could. No, yes, I you can. could. If mm-hmm. your infrastructure was set up that way. Japanese people love their trains. They absolutely yeah. love them. And they would never do without them. No, that's true. You know, yeah. they've invested in that infrastructure and it's way safer, mm-hmm. way faster, yep. way more efficient, like way who more wouldn't carbon sit, neutral. Who wouldn't want to just sit there and like on your laptop and 
blast through uh, the obviously people that love to feel the at the engine purr and that live their life a quarter mile at a time randy like we're talking <laughs> which is fine but you know we're just talking about like heading to chicago in a couple of days yeah and there's a snowstorm that's about to hit probably tomorrow mm-hmm. yeah that's not going to stop that high-speed train well we don't have a go anybody train. can go be boom there yeah. Well, faster than a car, faster than a plane, probably, because you have to go through the TSA and the check-in and all that other crap. Mm-hmm. It's Soft like, target, yeah. Why? Why wouldn't we want to do that? Because we love our cars. Because we've allowed Henry Ford to completely destroy our country. Yeah. This is an article titled, Elon Musk's Appetite for Destruction. It's by Christopher Cox. It's released by the New York Times. And we've reduced it for size. For a company that depended on an unbounded sense of optimism among investors to maintain its high stock price, Tesla was at one point worth more than Toyota, Honda, Volkswagen, Mercedes, BMW, Ford, and General Motors combined. These crashes might seem like a problem, referring to the Tesla crashes. But to Elon Musk, Tesla's chief executive, you know him, you love him, they presented an opportunity. Each collision generated data, and with enough data, the company could speed the development of the world's first truly self-driving car. He believed in this vision so strongly that it led him to make wild predictions. Quote, my guess is to when we would think it is safe for somebody to essentially fall asleep and wake up at their destination, probably toward the end of next year. And he like said that in 2019. So then 2019. But yes, much like a train. I would say I'm, I'm sorry. Or even that. a bus. That is not a question mark. And that prediction did not come to pass four years ago. On May 29, 2018, a 2015 Tesla Model S was driving Dave Key home from the dentist in autopilot mode. It was a route that Key had followed countless times before, a two-lane highway leading up into the hills above Laguna Beach, California. But on this trip, while Key was distracted, the car drifted out of its lane and slammed to the back of a parked police SUV, spinning the car around and pushing the SUV up onto the sidewalk. No one was hurt. So getting off to a really strong start. Key is a 69-year-old former software entrepreneur he took a, a dispassionate engineer's quote engineer's eye view of his own accident. Uh, quote the problem with stationary objects. I'm sorry, this sounds stupid. Is that they don't move? He said I mean, he's for not years. Wrong. I, I get what he's saying. For years, Tesla's artificial intelligence has had trouble separating immobile objects from the background. That seems like a really important point that you're right. Rather than feeling frustrated that the computer hadn't figured out such a seemingly elementary problem, you know who also has that problem? Wiley E. Coyote. That's right. Yeah, your Tesla is no uh, smarter than a Looney Tunes villain. Antihero, yep. I would say, actually. Yeah, uh, beautiful man. Rather than feeling frustrated that the computer hadn't figured out such a seemingly elementary problem, Key took comfort in learning that there was a reason behind the crash, a known software limitation, rather than some kind of a black swan event. That's weird. Last fall, I asked Key to visit the scene of the accident with me. He said he would do me one better. He would take me there using Tesla's new full self-driving mode, also called FSD which was still in beta. I told Keith that I was surprised he was still driving a Tesla, much less paying extra. FSD now costs $15,000 for new autonomous features. If my car had tried to kill me, I would have switched brands. But in the months and years after his Model S was totaled, he bought three more. We met for breakfast at a cafe in in Laguna Beach, about three miles from the crash site. He was particularly concerned that I understand that autopilot and FSD were saving lives. Quote, the data shows that their accident rate while on beta is far less than other cars. We'll get to it. One bullet point read in 11 point calibre, slowing down the FSD beta will result in more accidents and loss of life based on hard statistical data. Cap. Hard. We finished. We we finished breakfast and walked to the car. What? 
Hard statistical what? data. Hard. Yeah. This is not just uh, the, 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 that term. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. not so the bell curve is long. It and is tall. hard statistical data. Foreshadowing. We finished breakfast. The thick bell curve on this one. We finished breakfast and walked to the car. He had hoped to show off the newest version of FSD, but his system hadn't updated yet. Elon said it would be released at the end of the week. Well, it's Sunday. He didn't want to talk about Musk, but the executive's reputational collapse had become impossible to ignore. The question was already suggesting itself. How do you explain Elon Musk? People are flawed, Keats said cautiously before repeating a sentiment that Musk often said about himself. If partisans on both sides hated him, he must be doing something right. No matter what trouble Musk got himself into, Keats said, he was honest, truthful to his detriment. I want to pause there because that... That is the most batshit four lines I've heard, but it's something that you do hear a lot. If somebody, if everyone hates you, you must be right. No. No. No, no, the opposite. Everyone hates Hitler. Okay, never mind. Most don't anymore. (laughs) Wait, whoa, whoa. Not Nick Fuentes or yay. Yeah, I was just going to say a lot of, nowadays, nowadays, not many people. It used to be that everyone hated Hitler, but. For people who care, who, who claim, who pretend to care and know so much about statistics, what a wild conclusion to draw from that data. Yeah. As we drove... Key I mean, it's a, FS- it's a narcissist point of view, right? Yeah. I mean, right? Well, I mean, it is... it is. Yeah, it's... I'm Basically, I'm smarter. I'm, it's, it's just saying I'm smarter than everyone else. And people... Yeah, if, more, if the left hates me and the right hates me, then, you know... It's because I mean, that is it's, everyone. It's a bit of a yeah. cult, you know? It's... Yeah. The, 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 whole, the whole futurism cult. They, they believe Elon is the, their leader. Well, and I can kind of see I can see their point in some some instances. I mean, you can continue, but we'll get to it. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know, it's it's a cult. It's yeah, yeah it's definitely a cult. As we drove, Keith compared FSD in the version of in the version of autopilot on his 2015 Tesla autopilot, he said, was like fancy cruise control, speed, steering, crash avoidance. Though in his case, he said, I guess it didn't do crash avoidance. That's, that's pretty good, Dave. He had been far more impressed by FSD. It was able to handle just about any situation he threw at it. My only real complaint is it doesn't always select the lane that I would. After a minute, the car warned Key to keep his hands on the wheel and eyes on the road. Tesla now is kind of a nanny about that, he complained. If autopilot was once dangerously (laughs) permissive of inattentive drivers, allowing them to nod off behind the wheel, even that flaw, like the stationary object bug, also awesome. Also an amazing, amazing way to, to describe your car slamming into an SUV is the stationary object I mean, it is. Bug. It's a bug. <laughs> Even that fall like the stationary object bug had been fixed. Between the steering wheel and the eye tracking, that's just a solved problem, he said. Is it? No, it's not. We'll get to that, too. Uh, we parked at the spot where he hit the police SUV four years earlier. There was nothing special about the road here. No strange lines, no confusing lane shift, no merge. Just a single lane of traffic running along a row of parked cars. Why the Tesla failed at that moment was a mystery. No, it's because the SUV was standing still. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Apparently. Eventually, he told FSD to drive us back to the cafe. As we started our left turn, though, the steering wheel spasmed and the brake pedal juddered. He muttered a nervous, okay. After, an- after another moment, the car pulled halfway across the road and stopped. A line of cars was bearing down on our broadside. Key hesitated a second, but then quickly took over and completed the turn. It, it probably could have been accelerated, but I wasn't willing to cut it that close, he said. If he was wrong, of course, there's a good chance that he would have had his second AI cause accident on the same one mile stretch of road. <laughs> good demo. Good demo. Everyone's favorite thing to happen in a demo is to almost get killed by uh, oncoming traffic. 
Three weeks before Key hit the police SUV, Musk wrote an email to Jim Riley, whose son Barrett died after his Tesla crashed while speeding. Musk sent Riley his condolences, and the grieving father wrote back to ask whether Tesla software could be updated to allow an owner to set a maximum speed for the car, along with other restrictions on acceleration, access to the radio and the trunk, and distance the car could drive from home. Musk, while sympathetic, replied, If there are a large number of settings, uh, it will be too complex for most people to use. I want to make sure that we get this right. Most good for most number of people. Uh, you know, to what a psychopath. I kind of see where he's coming from, Horrible. but at the same, but at the same time, those are some cool ideas. Most like good are, for most people is a freaking train. No, yeah, no, no, no. But, 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 but that is but even, insane. Sure, but even, but even though, like those settings ideas, those are great ideas. You like, can't make enough money on a on a bullet train as you can selling a hundred, two hundred. The million Teslas. That's the only reason. This is he doesn't care is, about most good for most people. The fact that he cares that about most response. profit for him. Well, Even he's talking he about that, most good. He resp- but he's talking about most good for most people from his product. Obviously, he's not talking. His product about, like, is absolutely talk- inferior. It doesn't matter. He's not talking about for like what's what's better than electric cars. Yes, he, he thinks that. Yes, he is. He he thinks that that, that is what he's talking about. He one hundred percent. He's drunk, he's drunk his own Kool-Aid on that. Like, he believes about? that he believes that self-driving cars will reduce accidents, and therefore, it's okay yeah, that not, this stuff is... That's not is, what I just said. I was saying mean? that... Well, Randy's saying that trains are better than cars, and I'm saying Elon Musk is saying what's better for... What's what's better for most, you know, within his product. Like, he's no, not... That's, yes, that is the consequence of this. When he speaks, he believes yeah. in his own long-termist ideals. He believes that his his projects are... About no, I, I understand that, but he's not. But he's not comparing it to a bullet train. No, of course not, because you know a bullet I mean? train will win every. Of single course, time. yeah, absolutely. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, I, I understand. Like, you know, his car in, in the realm of cars that his car will save lives. You know, but he's not yeah. thinking outside but, of to, that. To, realm. to be such a futurist and to, to be such an egalitarian or whatever he wants yeah. to assume he is, he's overlooking the most obvious thing that's right in front of him. Bullet trains. Yeah. Or, High speed rail, yeah. I do. And honestly, coupled I'm be with, honest coupled with, you. with, if Elon Musk got on the bullet train thing, I would not trust bullet trains. <laughs> like, if I'm, I'm not kidding. Like, anything that man touches, like, is a dumpster fire. Twitter's a dumpster fire. Teslas are dumpster fire. I mean, SpaceX is probably sort of okay. Anything he touches is, is turns to shit. I think that the his ideology here, what it actually translates to, when you're the grieving father who gives this message, is. I'm sorry that your son wasn't a member of the select preordained chosen ones to come yeah. with me into our promised future, but his sacrifice will not be in vain. Mm-hmm. Like this affect of basically being a president who's calling the next of kin of some soldier that got killed. It's nuts. Like this is just really, really absurd. Uh, and yeah, I guess, I guess, also- I guess like why, why reach out to the, the family member if you're, if you're not looking to make any changes, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that, that was, that, that was kind of strange. Like, like it's really, it was really weird in the article because they're just like, yeah, this is really interesting. Like Elon actually called this man, you mm-hmm. know, to talk to him about it. But then when the man was like, yeah, is there anything that we can do about this? And Elon's like, no, no, there's nothing. And, uh, there's nothing that could have saved your son. A, the article the mentions freak that accident. the article mentions that, yeah, it's a freak accident. That was the result of a, a bad software. And Unfortunately, but, your son was one of our worst beta testers, so yeah, we had to let him go. 
so it actually talks about how it is unusual, of course, for somebody to do that to reach out directly. Yeah. And because e- even if they wanted to, they pr- probably wouldn't for legal reasons. Yep. And it, it should be noted, Jim Riley uh, is now suing is one of the plaintiffs. This exchange was entered into evidence. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. But what looks like self-obsession and poor impulse control might instead be the fruits of a coherent philosophy, one that Musk has detailed on many occasions. It's there in the email to Riley, the greatest good for the greatest number of people. That dictum is part of an ad hoc system of utilitarian ethics, can explain all sorts of mystifying decisions that Musk has made, not least his breakneck pursuit of AI, which in the long term, he believes, will save countless lives. Unfortunately for Musk, the short term comes first, and his company faces a rough few months. In February, the first lawsuit against Tesla for a crash involving autopilot will go to trial. Four more will follow in quick succession. Donald Slavic, who will represent plaintiffs in as many as three of those cases, says that a normal car company would have settled by now. They look at it as a cost of doing business. Musk has vowed to fight it out in court, no matter the dangers this might present for Tesla. The dollars can add up, Slavic said, especially if there's any finding of punitive damages. So what, what what do you make of that? It is interesting to me that he's willing to fight it because I, I do think that it would probably cost less to settle, you know, in the grand scheme of things. Either way, I don't I don't really see how it's going to affect much. Do you think the, you know? the righteous fight, he views the fight as good for his brand? Like his probably. Brand? Honestly, probably. I don't think he cares about his brand. Yeah, I, think he, I don't he know. Believe, he believes, to borrow a term you just used a second ago, he like drinks his own Kool-Aid. He, yeah. He really believes that he is bringing upon the future and the future entails, you know, the personal automobile, but autonomous. He is so fucking stupid that I, I, I can't even, I don't even have words to describe how fucking stupid this man That's a good is. Start. He's voiced his obsession with, I forget what the app is, the Chinese app that it's like you can do everything with this. It's kind of like the his the vision WhatsApp? for what is he it wants WhatsApp to Twitter or to be. It's kind of like a WhatsApp, but it's like you can you can pay people like Square or oh, yeah, Venmo, or and you can do this and you can chat and blah blah blah. And it's like it's the internet. Yeah, you know, just it's... look. Also, China who has absolutely fantastic public transit. You know, Japan is obviously like best known for like the the high speed rail and what have you. But just other countries that he's so obsessed with. It's like. Yeah, we they have infrastructure that supports exactly what you're trying to do. That's a but very... without the affect of a personal automobile, like infrastructure that could you, walkable cities and bicycles and bus services and trains and you know rail. It's like what are yeah. you trying to solve for right now? Bro? Now this is this is my ignorance coming out because I've I've never been to countries with really good you know, public transport, but what is the, what does that look like in, you know, in our area, right? Like my, like, let's say your commute, right? So you bullet train from the east side all the way to the west side. And like, obviously it's not going to stop at every location, right? I mean, that would take forever, you know? So like, and, and if it doesn't, if it stops like several miles from your location, is that just like, now you, now you bus there, like from a bus, bus stop kind of thing or... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's sometimes there will be a mix of of different transportation or, methods. Sometimes I mean, I've, I've taken the train in Canada, like from across the pond to uh, Toronto, and it's a long track. It's not a bullet train, obviously, but it's a long yeah. track due to primarily just the majority of stops that they have to make, right? And I, I feel like for a bullet train, it's like the whole 
point is to get from A to B really fast. I can't imagine mm-hmm. that they have a lot of stops on a bullet train. Maybe like a regular subway or a regular train, you know, to go to like the smaller, the smaller stops. But I'm just curious, like how that would work. I mean, obviously the infrastructure, we don't have it, right? So obviously the infrastructure would cost lots. But I could totally see them basically just eating a lane on both sides of six. It's less than roads, actually. Roads are the most expensive. No, I know. I just I'm thinking more like putting it in. Like they could probably take a lane out of both sides of six ninety six for it in the middle, right? Something like that, and then lay the tracks. But I don't know. Yeah, I mean, a lot needs to change, though. Like, uh, yeah, the tremendous amount. It's not. It's not just like putting the lanes in for the bullet train. It's like you need the train, then you need the transportation systems at the end of those stops you know and all that yeah and it's it's not something that's like new though no no if you look at the netherlands if you look at um a lot of scandinavian countries there's way way superior uh infrastructure for methods of transportation that would not rely on a personal automobile i mean i guess even cities like like dc actually i've been to dc and even using like just using the subway there that was so convenient yeah Yeah, the metro in general like just thinking about your infrastructure in a way that supports more than just a personal automobile Mm -hmm. will get you halfway there you know because all we care about 98 percent of the the money that we spend on infrastructure right now is dedicated to the personal automobile yep Driveways, garages, parking lots. Super expensive, too. It's just insanely expensive. Like, look at our entire, like, every suburb, every city in the United States of America. Even the the cycle-friendly cities or the walkable cities. There's just so much. Every bit of pavement, pretty much, is dedicated Mm. to a a car. And it's not just a car. It's not a bus. It's, it's, It's a personal automobile that has one individual in it. Like there was actually the time. there was there were plans for high speed rail to be laid. I think in 1965, and I think yeah. the maps exist of what that would look like. Yeah. And it was it was on this similar scale. I think is the highway expansion. I thought mm-hmm. it was something uh, a little more recent. It was, I don't think it was high speed rail. But there was I a California. Were, nah, in Michigan, even I thought there was something with Amtrak. There was some big push. I know over in Birmingham they had like the uh, the train stations or something like or around there they they were building them and then they stopped like they just didn't finish it or because well, autopilot's coming we don't need it <laughs> I mean this was at least five years ago but or six ever years since ago. autopilot was released in October 2015 Musk has encouraged drivers to think of it as more advanced than it was stating in January 2016 that it was probably better than a human driver. That November, the company released a video of a Tesla navigating the roads of the Bay Area with the disclaimer, the person in the driver's seat is only there for legal reasons. He's not doing anything. The car is driving itself. Musk also rejected the name Copilot in favor of Autopilot. That's good because you gave it to GitHub. Do you you remember that video? Did you see that video? I never saw the video, no. That video was huge. Like, that was my first real exposure to Tesla in general. And of course, like everyone, I thought it was fucking awesome. I thought it was really cool. You know, I was in high school and I... I think it was actually my brother that showed it to me and I was like, that kicks ass. And you, you have that vision of just like, Oh, I like, I don't have to potentially get on a plane if I don't want to, you know, if it's like a really long drive, I just go I sleep, you know, there's a, all the wheels start turning and it's like, Oh, that stuff sounds cool. And to your point, of course, yes, rail is mostly that and better and way, way more uh, efficient and uh, safer, car, safer and better for the environment. 
and cheaper. This it definitely was like that's awesome. So I think that that really shifted public perception in terms of like where the technology was at that time. Yeah. Uh, for for the bad, for the worse. Uh, unless you were a Tesla shareholder. I feel I feel the inter- the interesting thing about the autopilot, you know, and people saying like, "Oh, I could just like take a nap or or something like that." And let's say you could, right? Let's say that even if the technology itself was perfect, it's not going to smash into objects or anything like that. I feel that it, it's still going to have a huge problem with other drivers, right? Like you not if can't all networked. You, you can't, you can't like, you can't go to sleep in a car unless all the cars are autonomous and networked together because you need I think to, there's a certain percentage that they're shooting for. Well, either way, you still need to, you still need to see, like, I mean, can you imagine that? Like everyone's falling asleep and the next thing you know, some dude in like a, a diesel Roll, diesel rolling coal, coal just like smashes into you because he like missed yeah, up or some or some new driver just like sideswipes your your vehicle. I mean that'll happen even if you're awake, right? Though, so like, I know, but you can react theory. to it at that point. But can you imagine like if I mean you, the theoretically the thing your car being sold, will be the thing being it. sold here, like perfect self autonomous vehicle, is such that you you every time the sensors and the algorithms in the car would react faster and better than you would. That's the pitch. Like that's yeah. The, I know the that's vision. the pitch, but I don't but know. You, you, I know that you want to hold on to that, but in theory, like that's the that's the. And I don't know that we'd ever get there, but the yeah. If that would be true, like you would be able to sleep even if you're the only driver because you had the confidence that with this much percentile, like you were sure that it was going to pilot the vehicle better than you would. And my point is, even if we did get there you're you're working backwards you're, right. you're working you, that's from not actually what you should be working inherently in inefficient market. method yeah. but randy how else are we going to burn billions in r&d dollars we're also <laughs> we got to keep the money moving we already we could make the trains. bullet trains even faster trains. we can make them old. go from 500 miles an hour to like little missiles a thousand miles seeking missiles <laughs> that that lock on the children and ram into them that's the future they're that's... still innovating J- japanese trains are still innovating i mean there's there's innovation that happens right now look man we're nobody, just not part of nobody it. wants to get justify on a, plane. a trillion dollars nobody wants to get on a plane with someone else's crying kid or someone listening to their bluetooth speaker too loud or you're, you're 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 boxed in though like you're talking about a, a plane that already is a private company that's trying to maximize their profits on some like 20 year old or actually the, the plane technology hasn't even freaking evolved since the 60s yeah you could have a train that has a private soundproof mutalk level Oh, Mutalk. We're bringing the Mutalk in. <laughs> Mutalk for everyone. Um, um, room in it that you could work from with Wi-Fi and everything. I mean, these these All things right. exist. This is not uh, uh, like way out there. It's it's a hell of a lot you less expensive than bullet train Tesla's office. Exactly. You, you could VR on the bullet train. Yeah, okay. you could. Also, VR. I've got this vision in my head now of you know how when you're on a plane and the cabin depressurizes and the oxygen mask come down. Yeah. What if you're on a train? Happens to me all train? the time. Yeah, I, I love that. I've lived dangerously. I, on a bullet train, if you are all in your little pods and the, like all your little hangout little zones in the in the uh, in the bullet train, the cool bullet train that we're innovating on right now, if it got too loud in there, there's too much conversation happening. Immediately, mute talks deployed from the ceiling. There you go. Exactly. Strap Everybody has to put them on. Put your it's mute, a beautiful Please secure idea. your own mute, mute talk before helping others. <laughs> Let's start a bullet train company. Let's do this shit. Let's do it for real. 
these things already exist. Everything I promise you, I promise you, we're not from the ceiling. Let's build Snowpiercer. <laughs> Let I want to build Snowpiercer. Uh, no, thank you. Have you actually well, seen have Snowpiercer? Fun the, have fun in the yeah. It's you're on the train or you're dead in the snow. That's those are your options. I'd like. You're to be also on the train. dead on the train. Have you I seen? Not you're about your right odds now. are better on the train. Your odds are better on the train. Weren't most of the people on the train like basically slaves? As a, now we're yeah. getting really philosophical. And then, what is happening? But, I don't even know. What's and then happening. they over, and then they and then they like overthrew Snowpiercer? the. Is yeah. this an Avatar? Thing? No, this is a movie. It's a it's a dystopian future movie. Unlike Avatar. Okay. Hold on. No, don't don't bring it up. Snowpiercer is a twenty thirteen post-apocalyptic science fiction no. action film it's based on French crime fiction graphic novel. Fuck. Okay. We're going to cut all the bit about Snowpiercer anyway. The fine print made clear that the technology was for driver assistance (laughs) only. But that message received a fraction of the attention to Musk's announcements. A large number of drivers seemed genuinely confused about autopilot's capabilities. Tesla also declined to disclose that the car in the 2016 video crashed at the company's parking lot. Slavic's legal complaint doesn't hold back. Tesla's conduct was despicable and so contemptible that it would be Why do we even need parking lots? upon and despised by ordinary <laughs> decent people yeah i like this space dedicated to fucking lot. parking lots i do like yeah. i do like the point that he makes did we you're probably gonna yell at me i don't know if we got here yet but i do <laughs> i do like the point that he makes about how people didn't basically sign up to be beta testers but they love it yeah i know but like they're part but, of the cult but then the ones that don't are the ones help are the ones suing mm-hmm. like, yeah like obviously, obviously every crash because I think that was earlier in the article, right, where he talks about how every crash just gives him valuable yeah, data, data to yep. to make you know to make better decisions and make the AI better. But people are like, yeah, I didn't sign up for that. More blood on the altar of long termism. The many yeah. claims of the pending lawsuits come back to a single theme: Tesla consistently inflated consumer expectations and played down the dangers involved. The cars didn't have sufficient driver monitoring because Musk didn't want drivers to think that the car needed human supervision. Drivers weren't warned about problems with automatic braking or uncommanded lane changes. The company would admit to technology's limitations in the user manual, which everyone reads, of course, but publish viral videos of a Tesla driving a complicated route with no human intervention. Randy, do you remember like 15, 20 years ago when Google had like the autonomous vehicles that they were testing Mm -hmm. out in like the desert and it was navigating like rocks and shit and it was like an mm-hmm. suv they had a whole fleet of them like doing weird tests and they got really really good like what the hell happened to all that because i feel like their stuff was far superior and more advanced than musk's stuff is right now like i it's just like what happened because like we it, it's like we're repeating stuff like we've seen this before they eliminated lidar from the tesla which I don't know why. That might help solve your uh, still object problem. Right, what, exactly. What is, what is yeah. LIDAR? It's laser radar. Okay. Right? Am I saying that correctly? I don't know. It probably it's be. light it's the, radar. It's the, little, it's, it's the little sensor that sends out little dots to get distance data and like be able to yeah, map it's, out. Yeah, it's like a objects. Doppler kind of thing where it okay. just like sends and returns, but they eliminate that because have it. I don't know if this is Musk or an engineer trying to create their own way of doing things. I don't know why they eliminate There's also There were supply the chain thing. issues with the LIDAR sensors. Okay. As well. I just feel so like I'm the sure technology like hasn't really advanced that far. LiDAR is actually really good, but they the fact that they refuse to use LiDAR and rely instead on, you know, the more traditional car radar, mm-hmm. which is you have way fewer actual, like, points of contact. That you can car things, And that they also, like, um, they just you try to use image recognition, which is yeah, probably, it's a, it's a lot of that's probably the, yep. the process that fucked that caused that bug 
yeah uh, that it failed to recognize it well to be to be honest if if, the lighter, if we you can know exactly if the, the police in the u.s weren't camouflaged to blend in with the you know with the surroundings yeah, and they that's and they actually had point. they actually had bright colors you know like to so that people would know they're there maybe the car would be able to tell it's there too although the weird thing is like he said that it's going to sound stupid but you know the objects don't you know still objects don't move or stopped objects don't move or whatever he said but i mean the lights were fucking flashing i mean that's yeah, they, they point out that that might confuse it as well. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, they, it thinks, I know they it point it might out, be a child like, with a fun bright hat, and so it needs sh- to hit it. Yeah, shit's moving. <laughs> Musk's ideal customer was someone like Dave Key, willing to accept the blame when something went wrong, but possessing almost limitless faith in the next update. A generalized problem. Oh, going back to the the Google Car thing, I suspect that that is similar to the GPT three thing, where they have the capabilities to put out potentially competing products. It's a risk thing. Mm-hmm. yeah and it's just so the well, math isn't working out for them it's not productizable in a way that's meaningful and then you also have the, the risk that comes in and yeah it. what's odd is that they did this like so long ago and they they did have these self-driving cars and like they were completely autonomous like there was no drivers in them at all and it just kind of disappeared and i could totally see that being a good reason for it but now you know, with Elon, you know, pushing this kind of stuff, you'd think that they'd be like, oh, we, we already did all this. Like, I kind of think on it. I kind of think a lot of them are totally fine to have him out there failing very loudly and mm-hmm. like waiting yeah, in the wings, seeing true. like, OK, basically letting him find all of the landmines. Yeah, that's true. Um, in an extreme way. But I don't know. That's speculation. But I, I, I have a feeling that they have no problem being slower to market on some of that stuff since they already have existing car brands. So it's like, you know, people are. You're not really losing much market share to Tesla. Yeah, why? Why like luxury brand? Why jeopardize our brand with something like that? Yeah, so we'll yeah, have a wait, wait do the see, same thing. Yeah, wait and see kind of approach. Once you know that flaming pile of shit is able to you know get something to market and is actually competing for market share, it's at that point that we'll be spurred. I'm also to put something out. I'm on both sides of the fence here, where I I like and dislike the idea that my car can get remote updates. Like it's very weird. Like I think it's. I think it's like good because obviously if bugs are in the system, it's good to get the bugs figured out. But but it's also fact- bad because that's where the bugs come from. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. The bugs are coming from inside or, the house. Or the fact that it's just like, oh, uh, my car crashed. My car crashed in because I wasn't like I. It wasn't rolled out to me yet. You know, it's kind of you know like like <laughs> like iOS iOS sixteen. You know, is like pushed in like different markets right at a time or yeah. or whatever. Like yeah. sometimes you'll get it, and I haven't even had the notification yet. And it's just like I like. Can you imagine that? Like, oh yeah, my 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 Tesla. It doesn't have. It wasn't rolled out today yet. So yeah, sorry, yeah. F- FSD eleven four twenty has not yet hit my uh, vehicle yet. It is incompatible with this road, and so that is why I uh, <laughs> this road. That that is that That's is why I, I I didn't get I, I didn't that. get the update for the latest Google Maps in mm-hmm. my in yeah. my new FSD. I'm in the water. After our failed left turn in Laguna Beach, Key quickly diagnosed the problem. If only the system had upgraded to FSD 1069, he argued, the car surely would have managed the turn safely. Unfortunately for Musk, not every Tesla owner is like Dave Key. The plaintiffs in the autopilot lawsuits might agree that the AI is improving, but only on the backs of the early adopters and bystanders who might be killed along the way. And then I had to That's such a weird mindset to have. Like, if only I had this update. This wouldn't have malfunctioned. Like that's you have. It could, I don't know religion. what a, is gonna. It could have still. It could have still happened. And and the weird mm-hmm. thing it could have been with, worse. You could have died. Yeah. 
And the weird thing with all of these like audit, like these accidents and weird things that happen is it's like there are so many variables to it. Not as only is it just the software, but it's like, I mean, it's what time of day, the lighting, like there's so many other things that can go into like why this thing malfunctioned. Like yeah. so many. It's not just the code. It's so many other things. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's like, oh man, if only I had like release you know, release candidate 14.2.1a instead yeah, of you got to like, install the alpha. Yeah. If you would have installed, like, the, installed the alpha, your son wouldn't be. Dead. And what happened? And what happens when like, you know, and, and any software developer knows that like there's been, you know, releases that come out and then it fucks more shit up. And you're just like, man, fuck, mm -hmm. how do I, how do I roll back to, to a now I'm in C. Yeah, they're night. Do they release I fucking completely notes? skipped B. I completely skipped B. Now I'm fucked. Like, I mean, it's just crazy. It's crazy to me. It's nuts. Online, there's a battle between pro-Musk and anti-Musk factions about autopilot and FSD. Reddit has a forum called r slash realtesla that showcases the most embarrassing AI screw-ups along with more generic complaints. I'm sure Randy will put some of these in there. Squeaky steering wheels, leaky roofs, haywire electronics, noisy cabins, stiff suspensions, wrinkled leather seats, broken door handles. The Musk stands tend to sequester themselves in r slash Tesla Motors, where they post Tesla sightings, <laughs> cheer on the company's latest factory openings, and await the next big announcement from the boss. I found David Alford on YouTube, where he posted a video called Tesla Full Self-Driving Running a Red Light. In it, we see the view through the windshield as Alford's car approaches an intersection with the left turn lane that has a dedicated traffic signal. With a few hundred yards remaining, the light shifts from green to red, but the car doesn't stop. Instead, it rolls into the intersection where it's on track to collide with oncoming traffic until Alfred takes over. In the comments, Tesla fans grow angry with Alfred for posting the video, but he pushes back. How does it help put pressure on Tesla to improve their systems if you are scared to post their faults? Preach. Preach, Alfred. Replying to one comment, he writes that FSD is unethical in the context they are using it. When I called Alfred, I was expecting someone suited for r slash real Tesla, but he ended up having more of an r slash Tesla Motors vibe. He told me that he would be willing to take me to the site of his video and demonstrate the failure. This this journalist is a serial Tesla writer in. Mm -hmm. uh, I love it. Good good work. Uh, he told me that he would be willing to take me to the site of, the, of his video and demonstrate the failure, but first I had to make a promise. The only thing I ask is try not to put me in a bad light toward Tesla, he said. I don't want anybody to think that I hate the company or whatnot because I'm a very, very big supporter of them. You also don't want the boss to uh, maybe shoot a like a kill version to your car and update also, it so yeah, that you of die. Course, of course, but it's like he's not your boss. You bought a product from him and it tried to kill you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you know that is the that is the weird thing. I I don't know how Teslas get updated. I don't know if it's like automatic. Or if you have any control. Well, the internet is a series of tubes, for one. Now, I understand. Right I'm just saying, like, I don't know if, like, you have any control over it. Or if it's just mandatory. Like, it just happens. You rip out the Wi-Fi chip or the, but can, the satellite. Yeah, but, can you, but can you imagine, like, that just being yet another... Like, can you see the military, like, okay, we got this target. And uh, we need to we need you to send, like, an auto self-destruct bug to, to that Tesla. Drives the Tesla. Just have it explode. Like, yeah, is that is that doable? Probably. Yeah, but it's, I mean, that would technically probably be doable in any car that has any type of driver assistance programs because if they can brake for you, you know. They can no, I know. I'm they star. Can, I know they, they have Star, which can, can, which can shut you. down your shit. I'm just saying, like, yeah. I don't know. Like, can you imagine, like, no. there's just, like, this dark channel over at, at Tesla right now and they just, We are like, trying send, very hard as a society to, we are trying very, very hard as a society to let, make sure that when we're owned, we are owned by a hacker. And you don't want to publish the no-fly list. Yeah. 
No. Uh, Alfred lives no in Fresno, list. California. <laughs> and before I went to meet him one day, yeah, the, Alfred's afraid he's going to get on it for this interview. Mm-hmm. Alfred lives in Fresno, California. And before I went to meet him one day last fall, he told me some exciting news. He had just received the FSD 10.69 update. Our drive would be his first attempt to navigate the intersection from the YouTube video with the new system. I cut this, but uh, both this guy and the last guy are software developers, so not really painting us in a very good light. Mm-hmm. His white 2020 Tesla Model 3 had a magnetic bumper sticker he found on Etsy. It read, caution, full self-driving testing in progress. He's, <laughs> he had to buy that from it. Okay. Uh, he said he drives in FSD mode 90% of the time, so his car is always acting a bit strange. The sticker helped me keep some of the honking from other cars at bay. What a pariah. He seemed to be, like he, an ideal FSD beta tester. Interested in the software, alert to its flaws, dogged in his accumulation of autonomous miles. I climbed into the passenger seat and Alfred punched in our first destination, a spot a few blocks away in downtown Fresno. We were lucky it was overcast, he said, because the car behaved well in these conditions. On days when it was sunny out and there was a lot of glare, the car could be moody. And when it was foggy... And it was often foggy in Fresno. It freaks out. So, so, so like the perfect he, amount of cloud coverage. So he, so he drives it in in this mode ninety percent of the time, but ninety percent of the time he can't actually drive it. Right, it's anyway. fully freaking out most of the time. That's why you had to get the Etsy sticker. So once, so so this actually goes back to my point about how there's so many fucking variables that go into this thing. Not, it's not even just this. I mean, obviously, it's this. It's the interpretation of the weather and all that and whatnot with the software, but it's just like there's so many things. The the this reminds me so much of the F thirty fives that if it was raining didn't have yeah. radar, yeah. something like that, like just insane. It's mind boggling. This is what it, this is what we've we've been building to. You know, uh, if after- somebody if if somebody bought a different product, if it wasn't a Tesla and they bought an iPhone that didn't work when it was too glare when it when it was too sunny out or when it was foggy out people would be flipping their shit and sending it back and asking for refunds but no these people are just like oh it's just a bug with the software and if i get like update four it'll work people do get refunds a lot i think the perception of it is lower because of the bias of you're embarrassed that you did it and you're embarrassed that you return it so you have yeah i mean i think i think what's even worse is that this this feature is what like 15 grand Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's an yeah, this, add-on. This specific feature that you're being paid to potentially put your life on the line. Yeah, what's the point of a you Tesla? You should be paid for it. Yeah, but like, what's the point of a Tesla? It's if, the cold membership. No, if that's not included. I mean, it's I still mean, a, a electric car. Yeah, but there's yeah, other but electric very cars. There's, there's other electric cars. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a membership. With, it's a, with it's, without this full self driving thing, like Tesla's nothing. I mean, they just buy into the whole cult of of you know this. The, this new tech gadget, essentially, this glorified. Like, yeah, and Carl like Elon has actually said as much as that that if that he he's aware that the autopilot is the only thing, like the hype around it, and it, they're it's quote like unquote lead in it. It's like a fifteen thousand dollar bet on a life roulette wheel. Yeah, yeah, and to what do you extent. get if it's and and if if it works out, you get like you get to just be uh, really nervous when you drive. That's yeah. the reward if it doesn't kill you. Yeah, I mean, the I driver think ultimately has to be alerted these people, all times because otherwise it might be it might get moody and kill of you other cars or, and or also somebody. my car that hates the fog. But yeah. but ultimately these people believe that they're part of history that they're going to be the Henry Fords. You know, like if Henry Ford had a bunch of minions, they are part of that. Where which he did contributing to the success of 
this new era of personal this is literally just despicable me that's what you're just you're describing (laughs) despicable me yeah, Elon I mean, Musk they believe in it. They, and all of the little yellow minions are all of these like Tesla that. The, the, like the first guy that he he was that the journalist was talking to, he had a list of benefits of autonomous vehicles, and you know they're safer and blah. They believe wholeheartedly that this is going to be transformative and save lives and you know be better for everything. Yeah. After a few minutes, we approached a crosswalk just as two parents pulling a child in a wagon began to cross. The screen next to the steering wheel showed that the AI had registered the two pedestrians, but not the wagon. Classic Tesla. Fuck them kids. Alfred said he was hovering his foot over the brake, but the car stopped on its own. After the wagon came a woman in a wheelchair. The car stayed put. Alfred told me that the automotive jargon for anyone on the street who is not a car or truck is a VRU, a vulnerable road user. Fuck off. Have you heard that before? No, that's the first time I've ever heard that that term. That's that sucks, and it's true. Pedestrians and cyclists, and children in strollers, and women in wheelchairs—they are all so fragile compared with these giant machines we've stuffed into our cities and onto our highways. One wrong move, and a car will crush them. So I think alluding to your sentiments there a bit, Randy. Yeah, yeah. And we turned onto Van Ness Avenue, which cuts through downtown. It had been newly paved, and instead of lines on the street. There were little yellow tabs indicating where the lines would eventually go. The Tesla hated this and dodged worriedly, <laughs> dodged worriedly right and left, looking for something to anchor it. There were no other cars around, so Alfred let it get that out of its system and eventually find a lane to follow. Yeah, this this part bugged me because I don't. What I don't understand is is this a is this a two lane one way road or is this a two lane road? Like- one of those is much worse. I know, and that's what bugs me about it, because they, they don't really describe, I don't think they described if it was a two-lane, one-lane road or not, and and I was like, you're just letting this fucking thing swerve back and forth to try and fix itself? Like, was this bumper bowling? Like, what the fuck is this? Well, Carl, you is. build a tolerance to the risk it takes, the risks it takes, he said. <laughs> yes, it's swerving all over the place, but I know it's not going to crash into something. Still, the experience of the beta had changed the way he approached his own work. But he doesn't know if it's not going to crash into anything. No, he doesn't. No, he does not. Oh, wait, he might, because he has the latest update. Oh, but he doesn't doesn't have the latest update. Well, you know what they say about the latest update? Wasn't wasn't pushed to him yet. It's it's almost... No, this guy does. This guy has... As soon as it comes out, it's no no longer the latest. That's right. This guy does have the latest update. Still, the experience of the beta had changed the way he approached his own work. It's actually made me, as a software developer, more hesitant to put my software in the hands of people before it's fully ready. Even though it's not dangerous. I don't know. Don't sell yourself short. I'm sure you could <laughs> fuck some people up. <laughs> seconds later. People. Seconds later, we drove through an intersection as two VRUs. Um, fucking God, I hate that so much. A man walking a dog entered the crosswalk. They were a safe distance away, but the dog started to strain against his leash in our direction. Alfred and I knew that the pet wasn't in peril because the leash would stop it. But all the Tesla saw, it was a dog about to jump in front of us, and it immediately attempted to ram it to death. No, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, preemptive strike. <laughs> uh, and, it, and it came to an abrupt stop. It was a good outcome, all things considered. No injuries to any life form, but it was far from a seamless self-driving experience. Alfred nudged the steering wheel just often enough that the car never warned him to pay attention. He didn't mind the strict driver monitoring. He never tired of studying the car's behavior, so he was never tempted to tune out. Isn't the point of this supposed to be that you don't have to pay as much attention? Not when you're integral to their beta testing, man. You're, yeah. you're part of the team. 
still to be, to be you, fair though like if if i if i saw a dog you just pay your salary like in that, reverse i would yeah, prob- yeah, I would yeah probably you, you paid too. fifteen thousand dollars to be part of the team yeah what was that girl if i saw like a dog you know jerk like that i would probably you stop run it over no i'd probably stop as well i think he did the mm-hmm. right thing in that case yeah a lot of the things that the journalist mentions it's like it's, this is, is not a hit piece. This is right. this is a yeah. pretty accurate accounting of what happened. Yeah, yeah. I uh, honestly, I actually really enjoyed that about the article. There was a lot of things that it, it was like, okay, this is kind of cool that it did that, but I, there was still so many things that I'm just like, I would not trust that. Yeah, the, the underlying like, like themes of the article is like mm. the whole article though. They're going to succeed. This approach will ultimately succeed. Yeah. They're going to create fully autonomous autopilot cars, but in the end, it's like again to what benefit well and at what cost and at what cost yeah mm-hmm. it's just so, silly to me let me i'll let we're me never we're I... never gonna get to your perfect utopia of bullet trains though Randy. we've we already do it's it's already existing in other countries no no we in the united states the united states yeah we're ass backwards yeah we're yeah. not gonna do that we can't even get people to like wear a mask in the pandemic times or take vaccines let alone got, bullet trains alfred nudged the steering wheel just often enough that the car never warned him to pay attention he didn't mind the strict driver monitoring. He never tired of studying the car's behavior, so he was never tempted to tune out. Still, he knew people who abused the system, going back to Dave Key's point earlier about it being a solved problem. One driver tied an ankle weight to the steering wheel to, quote, kick back and do whatever during long road trips. I know a couple of people with Teslas that have FSD beta, he said, and they have it to drink and drive instead of having to call an Uber. That is the only good use case I have heard so far. Seriously. That kicks ass. There was a post uh, yeah. that I saw. There was a post that I saw last week where so, they're like, "Leftists just want walkable cities so that they can get drunk and high and not have to worry about driving home." Yeah. Yes, exactly. Correct. So, You're almost you there. Think, Keep going. Do you think? I mean, I, I think I know the answer to this, but do you think that a person using the self or was it FSD full fully self driving feature self. Uh, sucks at, when when they're when they're drunk? Are they still operating a vehicle? Can they still oh, get a DUI? You, you'd 100% oh, totally... get a DUI. You would 100% oh, yeah. get a DUI. Not a question at all. Yeah. At what point do you think you wouldn't? I mean, in the article, they, they point out that the person that was on the expressway or, and the expressway was ending and mm-hmm. they crashed and killed, you know, the, those two people. Yeah, he got hit. Yeah. They're going to, they're getting sued. And then now there's a. Well, another it's a, it's suit, a suit against against, against them and Tesla, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there's you bear the responsibility. Do you think? Do you, you think there will ever be a point where where you wouldn't get a DUI for that? Like a cop? Yeah, if you were on over? a train and you were drunk. <laughs> so no, but here's the, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If if the <laughs> just if, point this out to no, everyone no, no, but, listening. No, if you're on a train and you were drunk, yeah, you'd be fine. Given public drunkenness is still a thing yeah, that a thing. is absolutely absurd and stupid. And it's just another way for the state to control you. But, but you wouldn't get a DUI. Yeah. <laughs> but but if as far as but drunk, as far nobody as nobody really cares that much. But as far as <laughs> but as far as like the FSD and and being drunk, most of the time the reason that you're getting a DUI is because you're driving erratically. Right? Because I the mean, state yeah. is is yeah. because like is like like an FSD car is driving. Around. No, I'm just saying like you know obviously <laughs> your officers are not drunk. You're either going the, the car just it's can't just the car. tell that that box is not the wall. You know what I'm saying? You got you know confused. There's no lane markers. But you know what I'm saying, right? So you're driving. Yeah. You're driving. You know, you're swerving, or you're going too mm-hmm. slow, too fast, or, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, you're in a cornfield. 
But but for the most part, if F- if FSD isn't feeling moody, mm-hmm. or, or it's not drunk itself, then I I could totally see that working as a solution. Well, like, I, if we get there's to no a point, reason, there's no reason for a cop to pull you over. Yeah, if there's if Given, there's no suspicion, I'm confident that we'll get to a point where it won't be a DUI if you actually use a full autopilot. Like yeah. it's going to get there. It's, yeah. It might take 30 years. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe even shorter. I mean, Elon is like, you know, it's going to be next year or whatever. Well, it was last year or two years It's going to get there. It's going to take a while. It's going to take all these crazy cultish weirdos that are like beta testing it and paying $15,000 to beta test it. I mean, it's absurd, but it's going to get there. The whole the moment, thing, though, to me where... is just absolutely silly. Like the whole fucking idea is absolutely absurd because you're you're these people will pay fifteen thousand dollars to beta test this shit but wouldn't pay fifteen thousand dollars in their taxes for their lifetime for public fifteen thousand dollars buys you a car i'm just saying a nice car it does actually but i'm just saying for like like the if you put fifteen thousand dollars into public infrastructure and if you asked anybody to do that they'd be like no fucking way that's the thing though they're they're there already is. They already are putting all that money into public infrastructure. Oh. That they they're can also, only their take advantage of. Their taxes are also going to the Tesla that they bought. Like, in the form of subsidies. <laughs> well, even beyond that, I mean, the roads. It, like, yeah. the most in- expensive infrastructure that we have currently are the roads and bridges that we're building for personal automobiles. Primarily for personal automobiles. I mean, there's still, like, shipping and buses and stuff. But they're such a tiny, tiny percentage of what, you know, transportation is usually... Uh, accounts for which is personal automobile everything else is just like this augmentation like the fact that you're riding a, your bicycle on the street no one made that street for your bicycle mm-hmm. people don't even fucking make the sidewalk to walk on like it's yeah. just like an afterthought i don't know if that's true randy you know I believe, absolute, I, I believe roads roads and streets started like with with horses well feet and started horses. Feet, then horses, then bicycles, and then cars were made. And now it's so far beyond. They stole that. it. They stole it from us, Randy. They did steal it, but they dominate it now. Yeah, they do. Everything we... is dominated by a personal automobile. The fact that we have these giant surface parking lots everywhere to park a fucking giant piece of steel thing it's really absurd it's your, really stupid it's absolutely it really ridiculous and you look at some you look at some of these areas like uh like malls for instance yeah like you look at a mall and it's and, and you look at i i understand like one day out of the week like saturdays right saturdays or sundays is like those parking lots are probably 80 percent full sometimes really even more but the majority of the week those things are almost empty yeah, but the There's fact that so they're getting used space. isn't even isn't even that. Like, I reject them even existing in the first place. Exactly. But then, We've but then yeah, to your swamps, point, Carl, cut to down point, forests. Carl, not only do we build filled them, in rivers, do we do, are they are they a response to a shitty problem that is mm-hmm. has been created? Um, to your point, Carl. Then we just mostly don't use most of them most of the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's they're insane. just sitting in your garage for the moment. Well, yeah, that and the, and the but you, also the parking lot. Yeah. Even for the worst commutes, like my commute was. 45 to 50 minutes one way it's like i'm still gonna you know when i'm when we were working in the office at petsmart still gonna sit there for like eight hours a day you know and drive for that 50 minute and that that was a shitty commute but i'm basically i'm this giant thing that takes up so much fucking space takes up more space than some people's homes and i'm like driving it there just parking it 
like and, and you there. literally use it 20 percent of that of yeah. that day of that day yeah yeah because it's well, like 10 so hours it's about insane. 10 hours total and you're not and, it, and you're using it for like two hours yeah there, and our solution point. to this is is like ford is talking about having like leasable vehicles that would drop you off at your destination and then round the block for all the hours that you're working and then Holy pick you up sh- that's your fucking solution like that's your fucking I was solution. About to say, so that's insane. What I was going to say is that there, there's like you know, barring everything else, you know, obviously we should have walkable cities. The the distribution, population density should be not what they are, um, and then you're able to do more with public transportation. But for the last mile problem for certain things, everyone not owning a car, and instead it being like there's a fleet of them that are just kind of in a neighborhood. They're autonomously driving people around to destinations, like. That's interesting, you know, and that is a potential where you're reducing waste because you, you know, you're not everyone has a car. Just that's had, just like buses and trains. Most but... No, for sure. For sure. But those like individual like to it's it, better than nothing if you had the tech for it. Right. But the the problem with that is that nobody nobody is really thinking in those terms like everyone is going no. to want like everyone because the, the car doesn't exist because the car is like the best option in most places. There are some places really rural, you know, communities, whatever. But in most cases, it's not the best option. Um, and all of this other shit is just like band-aid solutions uh, mm-hmm. to keep this like very emotional thing where like the, the, the We're car brainwashed. has freedom. The car has freedom. The car has. And that um, whole thing, the car has freedom is a marketing. That's tag. advertising right there, yeah. baby. Yeah. yeah. The car yeah. is more expensive, is a big ball of stress for most people. It's just a fucking thing to worry about. Yep. And I would say, And I would say uh, the probably the average cost of a car probably almost like a third of a mortgage yeah you know like over time like even including like the base cost and then over time with maintenance and insurance and gas and just regular you know obviously wear and tear maintenance type stuff too regular just the ownership of a car the cost the total cost of ownership is very expensive we left downtown and got on the highway headed toward an area northeast of the city called clovis where the tricky intersection was. Alfred pulled up his FSD settings. His default driver mode was average, but he said he has found that the two other options, chill and assertive, aren't much different. The car is just really aggressive anyway. For highway driving, though, he had the car set to something called Mad Max mode, which meant it would overtake any vehicle in front of him if it was going even a few miles per hour slower than his preferred speed. See, I would have called that BMW mode. being a little shit mode we exited the highway and quickly came to a knot of cars something had gone wrong with the traffic light which was flashing red and drivers in all four directions across eight lanes had to figure out when to go and when to yield the choreography here was delicate there were too many cars to interweave without some allowances being made for mercy and confusion and expediency among the humans there was a good deal of (laughs) among the humans there was a good deal of waving others on and attempted eye contact to see whether someone was going to yield or not. We crept toward the intersection, car by car, until it was our turn. If we were expecting nuance, there was none. Once we had come to a complete stop, the Tesla accelerated quickly, cutting off one car, turning across us, and veering around another. It was not so much inhuman as the behavior of a human who was determined to be a jerk. That was bad, Alfred said. Normally, I would disengage once it made a mistake like that. He clicked a button to send a Snapchat to... He clicked a button to send a snapshot of the incident to Tesla. <laughs> Valuable data. Later, at, the, at a four-way stop, the car was too cautious. It waited too long. And the other two cars at the intersection drove off before we did. We talked about the old saying about safe driving. Don't be nice. Be predictable. I've never actually heard that, but that's, that's pretty good. Yep. 
A few miles down the road, we reach the intersection from the video, a left turn onto East Shepherd Avenue from State Route 168. The traffic light sits right at the point where the city's newest developments end and the open land begins. If we drove straight, we would immediately find ourselves surrounded by sagebrush on the way up into the Sierra. To replicate the error that Alfred uncovered, we needed to approach the intersection with a red left turn arrow and a green light to continue straight. On our first pass, the arrow turned green at the last second. On the second pass, though, on an empty road, the timing was right. A red for our turn and a green for everyone else. As we got closer, the car moved into the turning lane and started to slow. It sees the red, I said. No, Alfred said. It always slows down a little here before plowing through. <laughs> but this time, it kept slowing. Alfred couldn't... It always slows down a little before plowing through. <laughs> Me too. But this time, it kept slowing. <laughs> Alfred couldn't believe it. It's still going to run the... <laughs> it's still going to run the light he said but he was wrong we came to a, a tidy stop right at the line alfred was shocked they fixed it he said that one i've been giving them an issue about for two years <laughs> so, so apparently targeted bug report for this specific intersection yeah. for two years yeah. and still nothing do you think it just had an issue with like an arrow like like maybe like maybe it was too sensitive like, like it was too sensitive on like Normal, normal stoplights, I, I would say, you know, and, you know, it's like a full solid color circle, right? You know, so is he, did, did he just admit might, maybe, to running maybe this it's red just something light about every the, time for the last two years? Yeah, maybe it's just something about how the lights are situated. Maybe they're not like absolutely diet or parallel to it one another still or something. Seems I don't know. so fucking dumb. Like, seriously, yeah. like that's a basic. Well, you do like, it. You do it then. Everything he's <laughs> describing is a no. It's just a basic. Fucking yeah, but I mean, have, we could probably Google this, the intersection and take a look at it. I mean, he, you he could add that. It, just yeah. add that into the pull cut. that up, Jamie. Pull that. <laughs> just add it into the cut. Pull up the pull up the light. That's oh, it's insane. a normal fucking it's intersection. Insane. Look at that. But what's weird is how many fucking intersections that are normal, like this one, are out there that people are having issues with but aren't reporting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Good question. Um, Another thing that would kind of be tricky would be dealing with, like, local laws, right? For instance, Chicago. I believe Chicago. I know North Dakota. You can do U-turns at mm -hmm. intersection lights. You cannot do that here that I know of. None around here, at least. Would it know to do that, or would it know that it's allowed to do that? Would well, it do I think that? that would be a function of of GPS, and I know from experience, and I've got a ticket for this for GPS telling me to make an illegal turn that I was not paying enough attention to realize myself. There was a sign posted that if you were coming from a specific direction, you couldn't make a turn there, which I think is fucking stupid. Whatever. It's sure. not, I'm not a I'm not a logistics guy. I don't I don't plan roads, uh, but my GPS told me to do it, so. In this case, it's still a GPS. It just happens to be controlling the car. Yeah, mm -hmm. and then if it does it, then what? Right. You're li you're liable for this illegal. You're right, you are. You yeah. are. Yeah. You have sure. to take control. That's it's gonna make so an illegal maneuver, up. which completely, which completely puts out the fire of like you'll you the use case of this is like go to which bed. goes back to my comment earlier. No matter what the what happens with this FSD, it's always the driver's fault. Yeah. You're gonna take if you if you crash into something, it's your fault. If you run a red light, it's your fault. Which it should, because it's you, a personal. You paid fifteen thousand dollars yes. for this. Yeah, piece but you of wanted you wanted independence. You wanted mm -hmm. personal responsibility yeah. and control. This that's what. There you go. You it's a fucking mess. Your fault. We waited patiently until the light turned green and the Tesla drove smoothly onto Shepherd Avenue. No problem. On the drive back to the center of Fresno, Alfred was buoyant, delighted with the possibility that he had changed the Tesla world for the better. 
A few minutes later, we reached a rundown part of town. Alfred said that in general, Tesla's AI does better in higher income areas. Maybe because those areas have more Tesla owners in them. The, so, all right, good. The Teslas are also classist as fuck, which is appropriate. That would be uh, so fucking ridiculous. I mean, it's because they're getting more testing data. That's what he's implying. That's the implication, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we approached an intersection and tried to make a left. And what turned out to be a repeat of the Laguna Beach scenario, episode title, uh, the Tesla started creeping out, trying to get a clearer look at the cars coming from our left. It inched forward, inched forward, until once again we were fully in the lane of traffic. There was nothing stopping the Tesla from accelerating and completing the turn, but instead, it just sat there. At the same time, a tricked-out Honda Accord sped toward us, about three seconds away from hitting the driver's side door. Alfred quickly took over and punched the accelerator, and we escaped safely. This time, he didn't say anything. Send that data! Yeah, why didn't he send that data? Send the Snapchat! Send the Snapchat! Send the data! Yeah. It was a rough ride from there. As a standard left turn at a standard left turn at a traffic light, the system freaked out and tried to go right. That's the opposite of what you would want it to do if you're paying attention. Alfred had to take over. And then as we approached a cloverleaf on ramp to the highway, the car started to accelerate. Stay on the ramp. We needed to make an arcing right turn. In front of us was a steep drop off into a construction site with no guardrails. The car showed no sign of turning. We crossed a solid white line, milliseconds away from jumping off the road, when, at last, the wheel jerked sharply to the right, and we hugged the road again. This time, FSD had corrected itself, but if it hadn't, the crash would have surely killed us. <laughs> uh, I just want to say that the author of this is ballsy as fuck. Yeah. yeah. Like, be- one, to, to like hear all of the, the issues that these people have had with their cars, and then to get into these cars with these people to mm-hmm. recreate these situations. <laughs> like... That is insane to me. Uh, the rest of the article no, talks you. about ethics, interviews. Uh, well, ethics and, and the, it does touch on where he rents a Tesla to try to recreate a scenario. And that's that did kill two people. Yeah, that did kill two people. And the car is fine. I mean, it stops or whatever, but yeah, yeah. it's, yeah, it's, the guy is nuts. it's, yeah. it's interesting. Um, the, uh, the one thing that I do want to talk about, because we're, we're just cutting this time, the rest of the article, you should read the article, it's really good, the rest of it talks about ethics and all that kind of stuff, but the one thing I do want to touch on is the claims about safety. The numbers mm-hmm. that we were given uh, at the top, the, the claim that was made is that it's safer now already, I mean, the data bears it out, right? Like Tesla claims then, that. Then, uh, the, then a human being driving a car. Any human being. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about graph crimes for the stats people. So- <laughs> What they've done with the, the most famous data sets that they pull from is they compare regular fatalities to Tesla self-driving data. The skew there is that the vast majority of the Tesla data comes from highway driving, where mm. you're already much less likely to experience crashing. And the other data is just all traffic, uh, side streets, intersections, everything. That's one thing that if you start to adjust for that, if you start to, if you then let's compare it to just highway driving in the general regular population. Okay. Well, the lead goes from 10 times to like two times, like it's only twice as, twice as safe. Um, but then you start to adjust for age because mm-hmm. Tesla drivers skew, not very young and not very old. You start to adjust for that and it starts to basically even out. Yeah. yeah. And then the, the third adjustment is the, uh, the age of the vehicle as well. Oh, so right. People, yes. People yeah. who drive older vehicles are more likely to get in an accident or crash than people yeah. who so, drive newer vehicles. And most Tesla drivers, it's like a two-year-old vehicle, if, if that. Yeah. And you correct for all those things, as you should, if you're being... Uh, honest. Honest. <laughs> now, which he's supposed to be honest to a fault. 
Hey, and mm-hmm. how uh, many how many Tesla models are they're there? They're the same. They're what? How many Tesla four? models are there? Are there just the four? four? I, think? I think so. Is it just Sexy. the S? The I know, Model S, I know. Model yeah. three. But is it just the S three X Y X and Y? Yeah, I think That's it. There's there also there's the Roadster the, I think, but I because I I have to, I have right. to wonder like if the if truck. a if a model gets X amount of years old, right? Is it still able to make to to get the software updates? You know that it needs to like the safety safety updates. Like I feel like that could be another thing. That's, that'd be, be awesome if they didn't. But well, I'm just like at one point maybe it can't. You yeah. know, like well, it's like we have what, this life saving patch that we're not going to. Yeah, that well, that we can't get to you because you it gotta, just you got to get a new car. It's kind of like phone software. You know, it's like at a certain yeah. point you can't have the new update. Yeah, I'm just curious. Well, the battery there is technology a, that they use is the same battery technology they use in your phone, which you know starts decharging and starts. Yeah, but it's not battery technology that I'm talking about. It's just other stuff. I know, but I'm just saying, like these cars are have a limited lifespan. Yeah, limited shelf life in in general. Yeah. Yeah, I think we've we've milked this person's work for all it's worth. <laughs> it's, I mean, you're it's, not going to have yeah. you're not going to have like a 1952 Chevy, you know, of no, a Tesla. No, but it's like it's never going to last. But the thing is, is because because these are I, I equate these cars less to other vehicles as I do to more just like computers. Yeah, they with are computers yeah. with yeah. wheels and mm-hmm. and technology, you know, moves so quickly and computers get outdated in six months probably faster than that if we're we're being real but you know every six months you know you're you're pretty outdated so i could totally see like things like this technology moving pretty fast maybe it's not six months fast but i could totally see a three-year-old tesla being like way basically you could equate to that like a a 30-year-old chevy you know, I would love it if, like, even even in the Tesla community, they're like, "Oh, those things are a death trap." Yeah, but that's what I'm, and that's what I'm wondering. Like, do, is there a point where, like, you can't get the patch due to something? You know, like, is I it- mean, that's the thing, though. Your whole because you're doing the over the air software updates. If you can't get a certain safety package, they might just shut down autopilot, so you can't. Yeah, can't and you're paying fifteen thousand dollars for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now that's probably just up front, right? That's not like a or you paid fifteen thousand dollars for it. Front thing. It doesn't I matter. Think, I, I think it's a hardware thing. Maybe I think it's a hardware okay. install. Is the but they, not to say that they wouldn't also charge. The yeah, they, they'd be like, no, nope, can't do it anymore. They could because... like maybe maybe like the some you know there's something that they change the way that they do it. You know, with the with I mean the highway the safety is investigating them right now so yeah. there could be a regulation that says no you can't have this this version is done like you can't do that anymore yeah and i is see that fifteen thousand dollars that you that's actually equivalent to a drug deal now you're going and, to I, and I see that happening illegal. a lot sooner with, with oh, yeah. something like a tesla than say like you know having an emissions thing done on a car you know i just yeah i just feel like that that's such a weird thing. Obviously, it's a new. It's it's new, right? It's still not somewhat novel, so we don't really know all of these things. But yeah. just so just being in recap, just being in software, you know, it's mm-hmm. like these things come to mind. Yeah. Yes, some of you may die, but that is a risk we are <laughs> that, willing to take. That Elon is yeah. willing to take. That Elon is willing to take. I think that's a good as good a place as any to wrap up. I, I think. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry about this, Randy. I'm sorry. The edit's going to take you 15 hours. Uh, we have it's, a YouTube channel and. Uh, <laughs> I forget what it is. YouTube.com at sign, well, slash at sign, we do crime. And voicemail. Uh, voicemail. 
We do crime. We do crime.com slash voicemail. Slash voicemail. And uh, episode 20. Episode 20 is that, done. That was that. Can we get a dot gay that. top level domain like, two, like Maya has? Two and a half hours of content for Randy to whittle down. I want a dot gay top level domain, which I didn't even know exist before. I we saw do crime.gay. Uh, the hacker Maya's. Okay. I'll work on if, that. If we make a we do we do crime.gay, can we change the color theme to the rainbow theme? Like a it's rainbow really busy. It's really we have to do a taste. It doesn't have to be busy, it just tastes just multiple colors. Are you saying that that taste, rainbow taste flag is not tasteful? Well, I just I'm not as like if not if your primary color is all of them on your website. <laughs> Alright. Good night. Good night. Now watch now watch now watch this drive. We're not selling anybody's data. Now watch this drive.